Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor. And welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. Now, if you're not familiar with the program, Catching Up on Cinema is a film analysis podcast wherein myself and Kyle take turns introducing each other to movies. And uh, in this way, we catch up on our cinema. Uh, so it is the month of May, and we're doing a special event here on the show we've been calling May is for Monsters. Correct. Yeah, and essentially what we've been doing is uh, from week to week, uh, we've been taking a look at uh, monster movies, um, be that supernatural monsters or science-based monsters, you know, like mutations or creatures from the depths and whatnot. Um, and this week, I had the pick, and it just so happens that a f- Korean film uh, dropped on Shudder just a couple of days ago, Shudder being the uh, horror film streaming service, uh, and that film would be Monstrum uh, from 2018. Uh, directed by a gentleman by the name of uh, Ho Jong-ho. Uh, I actually had not heard of this film, uh, even though it came out a couple years ago, and I'm, I'm usually pretty up on uh, my Korean film releases, um, but the timing of this was just kind of spectacular, where we just so happen to be in the middle of May is for Monsters, and a film called Monstrum comes out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I picked this movie um, and decided to... Decided, to go into it completely blind and it sounds like kyle you did the same right yeah i didn't watch a trailer or anything i just started watching it yeah uh, i found like just a teaser that got posted on the shutter twitter account and it had like two seconds of a cgi what's it attacking some korean people that uh, were dressed in like medieval garb essentially so i was like okay it's a period movie there's more than likely a cgi monster it's called monstrum let's fucking go <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this was this was kind of a spur of the moment thing. Uh, I probably could have picked something that was more near and dear to my heart. In fact, um, maybe the movie I would have gone with instead of this one uh, was going to be Prophecy, directed by John Frankenheimer. It's about a uh, mutated bear monster, mm. um, and it features one of the single best cinematic deaths I've ever seen in a film. Uh, that would be the sleeping bag kill, not you the Friday the Thirteenth one. Um, but oh my god, watching that sleeping bag explode into into feathers and dust is just it's it's tremendous. You know, we <laughs> it's could actually tremendous. we could almost do a sleeping bag death month because I know of at least one other sleeping bag death. Uh, but I think we've already covered the movie. Yes, yeah. actually, as you're talking, Kyle and I are slipping each other some uh, hiked eyebrow looks. Yeah. Uh, we, I, it's it's Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: It's Mandy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyle, uh, what what did, what did you think of this one? You know, I actually, uh, it, it's definitely a Korean blockbuster because there's a thousand things going on. Um, I appreciated <laughs> that this was uh, 16th century when this happened. Uh, I, I like the period part of it. I don't know why. I, I feel like if having it grounded in modern day would have just been too much, like just too much to handle. Um, yeah, it was okay. Uh, I didn't actually get to finish this. Uh, I got back to work this week and uh, getting my dick slammed in the door. So I just haven't had an opportunity to watch it. So I tried finishing it today before work, but I just didn't get all the way there. Um, yeah, I, I had fun with it. I, I definitely had fun with it. Um, maybe not in the same ways that you did. Uh, but I think that this movie should actually be called uh, Overthrow colon Giant Dog Tiger. Because <laughs> the movie itself is it's called Monstrum. However, the movie's uh, monster is a very very small part of this movie. Um, this is actually more of a uh, more political than anything else, I'd say. 
see, I'm not actually surprised by that at all, um, because there's a there's like a subgenre of monster movie. Um, it it doesn't really have a label, as far as I understand, but like the the original Godzilla, Gojira, uh, is kind of in a similar vein, where it's like, yes, it is a monster movie, but there's there's more going on on like a subtextual level. Really? Where, oh, absolutely. Like, there's a reason that movie's in the Criterion Collection. It's because, you know, so many... Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm so stupid. I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> no, thought, just... Uh, beyond the atomic bomb, beyond that, <laughs> I thought there was something else going on. See, this is what happens when something is so obvious. It's it's right in front of your face. Yeah. You just, you know, you're like, oh, he can't be talking about that. <laughs> but no, I mean, for anyone who isn't aware, you know, that, like, so much of of what Godzilla is meant to represent is it's like a it's an analog or or like a parallel to the horrors of the atomic age essentially um that's actually a criterion release I'm gonna buy I forgot to mention I watched it on the channel and I'd actually like to own that one well I'm gonna buy the big fucking box man yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh which will which will require me to rebuy quite a few movies <laughs> I already own in multiple formats but god damn it I want that big weirdly shaped box yeah <laughs> cluttering my shelf <laughs> um but yeah there's there is a a place for for like almost like political monster movies where it's like yes there is a physical threat in the form of like some sort of monster or creature that's assaulting people and whatnot but subtextually there's there's more going on like um and uh this is even a thing in korean movies in recent days there's a movie called the host that you've probably heard of Mm -hmm. uh it's a i think it's a bong joon ho the same director did parasite um and yes that movie features a monster in fact the opening sequence of that is is a brilliant monster attack sequence but the rest of the story is about quite a bit more than just you know a slimy creature eating people and whatnot. You know, I get judged by people like some of my friends that have seen Parasite. They're like, "Oh, you haven't seen Parasite yet?" I'm like, "Get fucked, okay? I haven't yeah. gotten to Parasite yet. Let's just put it that way. Like, I I've watched things that you can't handle, man. Like they're way too boring and way too <laughs> way too Criterion released that you can't handle. Like, oh, you haven't seen you haven't seen Parasite yet? Shut up. I'll get yeah, to I it mean, and I'll it's... love it. It is an excellent movie, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of excellent movies out there. Nobody, yeah. Like, you should never judge anyone for, like, the movies they've seen or haven't seen. That's yeah. not fair. Well, it's like, it's like the, it's like, kind of like Moonlight. It's like the next, it's like Moonlight. Like, oh, you haven't seen Moonlight? It's like Schindler's List. It's, it's, it's one of those movies It's like, oh, you haven't seen that yet? Oh, okay. Very culturally insensitive of you not to watch that yet. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that one before <laughs> from you, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> By Schindler, yeah, you, you haven't seen Schindler's List yet. Come on, you, it's got <laughs> Steven Spielberg, <laughs> Liam Neeson, and yeah, and the Holocaust, and you haven't seen it. And I have, I do have Jewish in my family. <laughs> you, have, you have some Jewish heritage. That's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad person. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this movie. Like in in terms of the actual story content and whatnot, yes, there's a monster, but the actual story is more political. It's more about how like how a government relates to its people and whatnot. Well, there's something interesting about the way the the monster comes into play. Is it it's not quite like Ten Cloverfield Lane, where we have uh, a guy telling us that there's an alien invasion and you guys are safe here, and then spoiler alert, the ending of that movie. Oh yeah, he's not lying. There's actually aliens, but he's also a fucking monster. Um, 
this is where they're they're lying about the monster, but there's actually a monster, and they don't know that there's actually a monster. It's really interesting because I, I can see kind of the allegory: the monster is supposed to represent something, but you don't usually have the people in the in the movie referring to it as something fake, and then it actually appear, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's my favorite part of this movie is uh. I actually made sure to note uh, like the the time in which the creature reveals itself. It's it's about like forty nine minutes or so. It's fifty. Yeah, it's at forty nine to fifty right at the turn. Because <laughs> I yeah, I wrote and, it down too. And funny enough, I, I because of a certain podcast that you and I both listened to, I started rewatching the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Just <laughs> I well actually Kyle, I found I found the right way to watch those movies. Drunk? It's great. Well. See, for you, yeah. It um, works. I don't know what me, it is about those movies. They're perfect drinking movies. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I can't judge you for that because I get it. I fucking get it, Kyle, because mm-hmm. I, I don't have that as an option. I don't drink for anyone who listens to the show, but yeah. um, I was building a model kit the whole time. So I had, <laughs> I had my head down and it was more just like listening to the score and yeah. like, and listening to all the dialogue and stuff. You can and listen just to like, that movie and see it. Yeah, and I just kind of like looked up every once in a while whenever like a scene that I remembered as being like somewhat significant would pop up. And then, you know, like three hours go by and I just finished my model kit and it's like, you know, that wasn't half bad. <laughs> it's like, I only watched 20% of it, but you know, that was okay. <laughs> what did you, what did you, th- did you get to the, the first one so far? Oh, dude, I'm up to the fourth one. Oh my goodness. Okay, so do you agree It, it with was me? a complex model kit, sir. <laughs> one is good. Two is not good. Three is visually, I think, visually fun. However, it's kind of muddled and a little too long. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. Two and three are both... I, I already knew this. I've seen yeah. both of these movies. I remembered them well enough. Two, I think, just drags ass. It drags. And three, I think I liked a little better this time. Yeah. Uh, it's... It, it is gorgeous. To, yes. Even now, it looks amazing. It's, I love that. I, it's visually like it's mostly CGI. Don't get me wrong, but it's I love watching that movie because of no. That. As a Brad who's been a guest on the show from the Cinema Speak podcast would say, uh, Gore Verbinski makes beautiful films. Mm-hmm. Uh, he absolutely does. But yeah, that's the best way to watch those movies. But um, unintentionally, we kind of d- done something that we haven't done in a while. Is at the top we say what we've been watching recently. I rewatch Signs. That might be my new favorite movie soundtrack. Uh, I don't really notice soundtracks uh, just in general. I've I feel I re fell in love with that movie. The title sequence is awesome. I don't know. It's just like a, a bluish hue, uh, like fading into black, and the music over the soundtrack is fantastic. I've tr- I may have tried to send it to you. But yeah, if you haven't seen Signs in a while, or you've seen it parodied so much that it's not, it just doesn't sound interesting to you anymore, rewatch it. Uh, I kind of want to just buy it on Blu-ray to have now for my own. No, I mean, Shyamalan was pretty strong early on. Like, I actually really like Unbreakable, and mm-hmm. The Sixth Sense, I could only watch it once and really enjoy it, but it was it was a good first watch, and I was exactly the right age, and yeah, yeah Signs, Signs, I, I enjoyed um, but the reason I brought Before. up Pirates of the Caribbean was that um, in the second one, Davy Jones is the saving grace of that movie. But mm-hmm. I've said it multiple times to you that Bill Nighy gave an incredible performance aided by some incredible uh, performance capture and CGI and whatnot. Um, he makes his appearance at the one hour mark. Oh, um, really? In a two hour and like 45 minute movie. <laughs> mm. But he is not on screen until like an hour into that movie. 
That's because we're fucking around with a tribe full of cannibals for 30 minutes of that movie, I'd say. Yeah, as fans of those movies would call it, faffing about. <laughs> we are faffing about for a good solid hour and a half. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, you know, Kyle really enjoyed like front loading these episodes. I don't know why, but like lately we've been doing that and it's been a lot of fun. But um, I'm just going to list off a couple of movies that this one reminded me of. Um, I already mentioned The Host, mm-hmm. um, which I think was probably intentional because that movie kicked all sorts of ass in Korea, um, like critically and financially. But um, Sleepy Hollow a little bit mm-hmm. um, in that it's about a it's about a detective investigating something that there may be some shenanigans involved and it's uncertain for a, a little bit anyway. And then, holy shit, there's actually a headless horseman. Mm-hmm. Um Sector 7, which is also a Korean monster movie. Um, I, th- I think it was their first 3D movie. Um, and it actually shares some cast members with this one to the to the point that I thought it may have been the same director. It is not. Um, actually, this is a better movie than Sector 7. And then the last one is uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. And I'm curious if you remember that. I've heard of it. So it's a French film. Um, Mark Dacascos has a, a role in it as a Native American martial artist. <laughs> um, okay. And it, uh, I want to say it came out like just before or in the wake of the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon phenomenon, mm. where it's like that kind of movie, like the, the ultra artsy slash action movie, the international art artistic action movie was like a, a hot commodity at the time, mm-hmm. which is why we got all sorts of like imports around that time like high profile imports and brotherhood uh, i mean he came a little bit before but yeah he's he kind of like opened the door for all Mm -hmm. that um brotherhood of the wolf though was this this big thing that got this huge marketing push probably by like the weinsteins or something (laughs) (laughs) um and it has this plot about like it takes place in like the colonial era and it's about like a investigator trying to track down this monster that spoiler alert ends up being i think like a rabid tiger or something with a like a a mask mm. like like embedded in its face or something um but yeah it kind of reminded me of that where it's like yes it's it's about hunting for a monster but there's political intrigue behind the scenes um that being said though we should probably get to the movie yeah yeah yeah, so a uh, movie, again, 2018, directed by Ho Jong-ho. Uh, we get a series of uh, production labels to open the film, one of which is, uh, I forget how it's pronounced, but Lati Entertainment, or Latte. Um, they're one of those companies that secretly own all of Korea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen, like, Korean, like, chocolate or, like, candy and stuff, more than likely it came from them. But... Um, we actually open with uh, an on-screen message saying, this, fa- this film is based on historical events that occurred in the Joseon dynasty. And my my asshole puckered a little bit when I read that because I was like, oh no, is this going to be one of those movies where the monster's phony, mm-hmm. where there is no monster? <laughs> I was like, oh no, what did I do in our May is for Monsters month? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is 1506 and... Uh, we get a breakdown of the current situation in that uh, Emperor Yonsan or Yonsan has been dethroned, and now Emperor Jongjong is put in power. However, uh, he's got some people around him who aren't exactly happy with him being in power. So things things are turbulent to say the least. Yeah. 
Um, we just lost an emperor and the new guy isn't exactly well liked. Um, and we open on a chaotic scene of villagers um, being rounded up and slaughtered. Yeah. Um, and for what reason are they being slaughtered, Kyle? Yeah, they say that they have the plague or they're about to have the plague. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we think they got the plague. They're coughing. Um, <laughs> it's like, we think they're about to start coughing. <laughs> we think they're about to start coughing. we got to kill them. Um, yeah, it, we're never really told what the plague is. I mean, is this... Was, how Okay, what was the extent of the bubonic plague, and when was it? Oof. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, Kyle, but not those kinds of podcasts. <laughs> so, um, um, unfortunately, those details... Uh, are beyond me i don't know how far across the world it went if it was just europe that was affected by it or if there was this time but there's some kind of plague at the time uh and this one won't this one mom was like hey don't fucking kill me i got a kid here and they're like no <laughs> they kill her um the little girl uh kind of survives we're getting like on-screen titles kind of while this is happening like we're flashing back and forth and uh we just kind of see this shot of, uh, I guess they all leave and some dude just kind of comes in. We don't see who it is. He just kind of comes in and grabs her and takes her out of there. And she tries yeah. to wake her mom, who's not waking up, doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mom got shot in the back with an arrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that starts a, a theme that I was telling you before we recorded. I, I really like about Korean cinema is that bad guys are allowed to just be Mm-hmm. Like they just they just get to be the most awful people and you and you get to hate them for an hour and a half and then they get they get it <laughs> i would say that the coen brothers still let people be bad i mean i'm trying to think do, well I, I mean i'm kind of like pointing the finger at, at like marvel marvel slash disney where everybody has to be multi-dimensioned and have some some sort of element of like a redeeming quality to them where it's like even fucking thanos yeah has a has a point and then there's fucking loki who probably more people like than dislike mm-hmm. um because they cast a different actor he's too like exactly tom hiddleston is very charismatic mm-hmm. but but he's he's loki generally he's not a good person <laughs> but in korean movies generally um like vengeance is one of those common like one of those concepts in in korean storytelling that's like god damn it like if somebody has it coming they're gonna get it like the audience is not gonna go home disappointed at least in that <laughs> regard at least in that regard it's like they're not they're not above like having unhappy endings and whatnot but if somebody's got to get it, they're going to fucking get it. <laughs> We're going to give them a reason for vengeance, and we might even sprinkle on a little bit more. We'll kill someone close to them so it's even more delicious. Oh, there, there's a movie where, um, I'm not even going to say the title, but you, if you if you know the movie, you'll know what it is. Uh, Kyle, I'm guessing you haven't seen it. But there is a scene where uh, a man is looking for a little girl, and then he gets to the final confrontation with the bad guy, and the bad guy rolls a, a glass vial with some eyeballs suspended in in liquid as in hey that little girl that you're looking for those belong to her <laughs> Ooh. and then and then marry miss absent sue and you get your awesome finale <laughs> uh but yeah uh this little girl survives like kyle had said uh, we don't know at this point who saved her but we get this overhead shot and we hear like rumbling on the on the soundtrack and some rocks fall because uh, the location here is really interesting where it's like there's a a mound of dead bodies and there's like a crevice built like with a rock wall high above it as well and uh we get some thunder claps and some really weird noises like growling noises or something and then uh i think a snap to black and we get our title 
mm-hmm. um, which uh, a friend of mine who is Korean uh, pointed out to me a long time ago that almost every Korean movie has a Korean title in addition to an international title. Um, so I don't actually know what the title of this movie translates to um, in Korean, um, but we're just going to call it Monstrum. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we get the title. And uh, next scene opens at the palace. And uh, I guess we're at a location called Mount Inwangsan. Uh, the title drops in a reference to this mysterious... Like, basically, we, we get reference to the word monstrum, which gets said in this movie way too many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not It doesn't sound like that, uh, whatever the Korean equivalent to it is. Um, I actually wrote it down phonetically at some point, but uh, monstrum is all over the subtitles in this movie. Um, but we get narration, basically, um, referencing that there's rumors of some mysterious creature... And then we get uh, the imperial court scene where we get to see like the, the emperor with all of his advisors here. And uh, you want to introduce us to a couple of the major players here, Kyle? Yeah. So we've got. Um, I like to. What, the Tiger King isn't here yet, correct? Uh. Well, the the head of the Tiger Knights. You mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he might be in the room, but he's I, not wearing. He's not wearing his shit. Okay. <laughs> I was saying, I called him the Tiger King throughout. Um, I mean, that's pretty great. Let's stick with that. Yeah, call him the Tiger King. So we meet the Emperor, and then who's this old fart that uh, he ends up having the conversation with? Uh, he, he says his name out loud later um, as a Shimyu, I think, but usually he's referred to as the Prime Minister. Prime the, Minister, uh, yes. Yeah, in the subtitle. So it's probably easiest just to call him that. He's hardly in here. He's got maybe... Th- three scenes i think this is one of them um he's he's probably the most important character in the whole thing yeah Um, he's played by an actor uh, i'm gonna butcher his name here but it's uh ri gung sung gun young uh he is one of the few people in this movie that i recognized Uh, he is in everything he's an extraordinarily prolific actor in korea and uh he oftentimes plays this kind of asshole like has a has a very uh, friendly public face, but when you listen to what he's saying and what his intentions are, he's mm-hmm. straight up fucking evil. <laughs> I do like the I do like the way this scene kind of pans out. I mean, I don't really know what's happening, but they end up having a conversation. He wants they're like, listen, there's there's this monster out there. They're like, sir, there's not actually a monster out there. And he approaches uh, the emperor approaches the prime minister. And he's like, I want you to be like the head of my task force. You're going to be my task force to find Monstrum or whatever. He's like, are you trying to like push me out? And I like how he answers his question. He's like, if I was trying to push you out, why would I have fought to get you into power? And I'm like, okay, that's sneaky, okay. But you can tell the emperor is not trusting this guy. Yeah, it goes both ways. Both of them are extremely distrusting of one another. However, it it even early this early in the movie it, it's pretty apparent that the prime minister maybe has some other shit going on on the yeah. side um to the extent that the emperor actually says hey i want you on the case but i'm also going to have my own guy like, mm-hmm. because i don't quite trust you <laughs> Dude, we have a fucking we gotta go find him he's retired we have to go find him see it threw me off when it happened because uh, i didn't know what the fuck was happening but uh yeah, we, we get introduced, you know, we got to find Casey Ryback. We got to go get him. Um, John, Wow. You need to, we need you back in Nam. <laughs> is, is there a Steven Seagal movie where they have to get him out of retirement to do something, or is he always just uh, on the job? 
Uh, he's either on the job, or in the case of Casey Ryback, his gimmick was that he was always uh, kind of like the John McClane character, where it's mm-hmm. like he's, he, he's not active, he just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like in, in Under Siege 1, he was just the cook on that ship, and yeah. in Under Siege 2, he was, uh, <laughs> he was taking Catherine Heigl to her dad's grave. <laughs> on a train <laughs> yeah that's right um i'm trying to think maybe it's like chuck norris i don't know is is there like an action well, movie? well the, the archetypal one is john rambo um okay. in rambo two and three uh they have to re- they have to like recruit him in the second one out of prison and the mm-hmm. third one he's up with the monks in like isolation at a monastery and they have to go get um, him okay and you know uh topper harley <laughs> in uh hot shots part two same exact thing and then um also john matrix from commando mm. um <laughs> like yeah but yeah we we get introduced to our what's going to be our main characters they are out hunting it appears and they've got uh uh, I wanted to say they're the uh, what's the merry band of um, oh the guys from Robin Hood the oh the merry men the merry men yeah <laughs> they, I don't know why I saw them like look like merry like the merry men because they've got leaves in their hair and they're just like trying to blend in yeah I liked his brother's uh, mask mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're introduced to I mean he has several names throughout or a couple names throughout the film Dad and General but I called him Yoon did you call him General the rest of the movie I called him Dad. Dad, okay. <laughs> uh, because he's Myung's dad or father yeah. figure, rather. Uh, yes, and then uh, his brother Han, who is pretty funny in this movie. Uh, have I seen him in anything else? Um, he is also a prolific Korean actor. He's he is the supporting guy. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, he pops up in a lot of interesting places. Um, I'm looking at his filmography right now. I don't think you have, but okay. he. Uh, remember the guy the. Uh, the goofy-faced guy in Flu, mm-hmm. he occupies a very similar role in most of his in most Gosh. of his filmography. He's um, very good. I would like to. I would prefer him in Flu. He's very good. Um, there's a movie I have on my shelf. I've told you about before called My Way. Mm-hmm. That's a. It's about a Korean and a Japanese soldier who get to see every angle of World War II to the extent that they get to be at the Normandy Beach invasion on the Nazi side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, he plays. I th- I think he's one of the starving Koreans in uh, Russia, and he is vicious in that. So oh, he's really? A, completely opposite of what he is in this one. No kidding. So he's That'd a talented actor. That would be interesting to see. Uh, so yeah, anyway, they're, carry on. They're, yeah, they're out there hunting, and they're like, yeah, we're just not getting anything out here. Because they're up, they're kind of like out in the mountains or whatever. Like, they're out, they're out in the sticks, basically. And... Uh, they're trying to catch a rabbit, if I'm not mistaken. And Han goes to check the trap. It's working perfectly. Uh, and then a hot girl shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. So, yeah, he Han gets trapped in his own snare. Um, so he, he does prove that he's not incompetent. It's just there's nothing to hunt. And uh, that actually carries on through the like the next 40 minutes of this movie, is that um, food is scarce. Mm-hmm. Um, people are desperate. People are scared. Um, so... They're not able to catch meat right now, but uh, yeah, Myung, uh, who is played by uh, Ri Hye Ri, uh, mm-hmm. she is apparently a uh, pop star. I was going to ask, is she a pop star? <laughs> uh, she was. Um, she's she, you know, she got over like twenty four, so <laughs> so you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's quite hot, and uh, 
I'm almost positive I've seen her on like the Korean dramas that I watch with my grandma every once in a while. <laughs> um, I'm almost positive I looked at her filmography and I was like, mm, I think I've seen some of these. But yeah, she shows up, and uh, right right from the get go, I was like, oh, that's probably the girl from the opening. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we fuck around in a stream. Yeah. Uh, so the three of us are all together, and we. we uh, it needs to be said, the score here is definitely like in in bouncy, goofy mode. Um, so it's like, yes, the movie is called Monstrum, but we're gonna give you every part of the emotional spectrum. This is something that you had pointed out earlier. That it's like, this was a blockbuster movie. Um, this is not just a monster movie like something that we would put on our our sci-fi channel in Korea. This was a fucking blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So to appeal to a mass audience, it's like you need to you need to make sure everybody who shows up the theater gets something of what they want. So let's give them everything. So let's have some funny in there. Let's have some scary in there. Let's have some excitement in there. Um, but yeah, we're, we fuck around a stream for a little bit. It's just some you know pratfalls basically yeah. and up. Uh, not only that, uh, we fail at fishing, so food is still a problem. And we head home, and uh, we get a really depressing moment where Dad is like, he says he's making fish porridge, but apparently it's like grass porridge or something. It's like, I don't know if that's actual nourishment, but I guess if you're that desperate, damn, that's really bad. Um, and then we get the, uh, the scene that you had mentioned earlier, uh, the recruitment scene yeah um but we get a we get like an envoy before that um in the form of the hot guy um yeah uh, officer her uh played by choi wushik the movie uh, stops when he turns to look at her like uh yes she's like oh, you motherfucker <laughs> and he just turns around and he goes dream weaver oh yeah. <laughs> He, he's a babe <laughs> he's a babe <laughs> <laughs> well he totally is i mean he has like that uh wonderful korean complexion in that he's wearing gobs of makeup i was just saying and, he lo- he's like 27 but he looks like he's 15 yeah um speaking of parasite uh he has a major role in that movie Ooh. and he, he's he's a big name actor in korea but yeah that's that is one that he was in in a very significant role um I'm gonna call and... him Korean uh, Korean Jared Leto. <laughs> I don't know. He's not that pretty. <laughs> Jared Leto is like absurd level pretty, um, to the point that you can tell that's what made him weird. Is it's like you're <laughs> you're fucking dude, weird, dude. Yeah, you're fucking weird. <laughs> it's like weird, man. <laughs> I mean, growing up that pretty, it's gonna make you weird. People are gonna yeah. do things for you all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're never that. gonna have to pull out a chair. <laughs> like, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, uh, he shows up. We get our Dreamweaver moment where he uh, he shows up in, in like his uh, traditional Joseon-era garb, um, which if you're not familiar with that, what, what that looks like, you got a cool fucking hat so you look you got like, some robes. You look like the fucking V for Vendetta guy. Actually, yeah. <laughs> from, from behind, the silhouette's not far yeah. off. Um, the Same hat's hat. a little taller, but but yeah, it's pretty close. Um, yeah, that's I don't know much about like korean history from this yeah. period i know i know like some of the modern stuff but from this era mm, i just know some of the aesthetics and the one thing that everybody knows is they got the cool hats <laughs> and so he has only, the cool hat we've only seen like chinese and japanese history like i i don't know i haven't been back this far in korea yeah um it's it's something that it's like you gotta really be into it 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my, my mom bites pretty hard for like any kind of like costume dramas and whatnot. So like mm-hmm. she'd probably go for this, but I'm I'm less into that kind of stuff. So yeah. like for me, it's like I'll, I'll I'll do the Japanese stuff because you know that might be valuable for me personally but like mm, culturally it's like, uh, yeah yeah it's like but for like korean stuff it's like i don't know if i'm ever uh, gonna need that <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna watch canadian old canadian shit I'm like i don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah well i mean the only thing i know about like somewhat modern canadian history is that they did in fact defeat us in battle mm-hmm. mm, they could have out we could have we nearly lost our independence in the war of 1812 yeah, they kicked us out, man. Mm-hmm. That's something to remember. It's like, you know, those Canucks, as friendly and as inviting as they are, they can fucking fight, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get this moment here where uh, he rolls up on their little hut here, and uh, she pulls out a bow, and she's like, hey, cut out. Get off our land. And she, um, I don't know what it is about Korean culture, but um, they love their bow and arrow, man. Oh, um, really? Uh, I mean, across the fucking board archery competitions, Korea fucking owns, man. Really? They fucking, they fucking own. <laughs> um, there is one shot in here, and it's near the end, where I thought it might have been the prime minister, or maybe it was a different guy, but he's getting ready to shoot Monstrum, and you see the pullback. I don't know what it is, but when I see him, I'm like, that looks like a really well-made bow, and you see the pullback. There's something about it that looks really nice. Uh, well, I mean perfectionism in korean culture is definitely a thing and if you put if you put archery in the mix you're gonna get some next level perfection in terms of like form and whatnot Uh, because yeah i don't know what the uh, historical significance of it is but yeah uh, archery is a huge thing in korea but um she draws this bow and uh she almost fucking murders him Um, but so she shoots at him from behind and he does some matrix shit where he, he rotates his torso and the arrow slips past him. Uh, put a pin in that um, for, a, for a scene that I don't think you saw. Um, anyway, uh, he introduces himself. This is Officer Her. Um, I don't actually know the proper pronunciation of it, but that's how it's spelt in the subtitles. Um, I'm either going to call him that or the hot guy. Hot guy. Or, or, yeah, or Jared Leto. <laughs> um, and he addresses uh, the dad, Yun, as a general and she's like uh, what the fuck and dad's like <laughs> i was a general and uh what is han even says it too he's like i was i was a fucking soldier and you have to understand han is like i guess like korean jack black or whatever like he's not that he's not like that like off the wall but he's like kind of chubby and funny like he, you just wouldn't think of him like what you like it's like meeting jack black he's like i was in the marines bro i'm like really <laughs> I mean, Mars attacks. Like he yeah. was in the army, at least. <laughs> I about that. Uh, speaking of which, a uh, side note: if you have not, like, and this goes for both Kyle and anyone listening, if you have not seen Jack Black's appearances on Korean variety shows, oh, you mentioned that you are missing out. That's some mm. of the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. Uh, so apparently, they like him over there, and uh, yeah, his comedic stylings probably translate pretty well. Rip it to do, yeah. They, uh... <laughs> um, but yeah, we get a uh, flashback because um, just so happens that Officer Her served as an envoy for the the fucking Emperor himself. Mm-hmm. So he he marched out to the sticks. So Emperor Zhongzhong arrives in person, and he sits down with uh, Dad, aka Yun, 
and uh, we have a flashback here. Yes. And we, and we get to see Dad uh, bringing baby Myung into the palace. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is pissed because he was apparently present for the slaughter of the supposedly plague-ridden populace. Um, I don't know if he participated, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he's pissed because he got to see it all go down, and he he could tell that this is this is not justified. Mm-hmm. Um, this is clearly not a quarantine measure. This is just political power play kind of bullshit. I'm sorry. I thought it, there was a cardboard cutout of the uh, emperor in this scene because he has that Ken Watanabe, uh, just that blank fucking thousand yard stare, just like straight through him the whole time. And I'm like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> no, if it, if it was Ken, he would be crying. Like he would find a way to like push some tears out of his fucking face because he's that he's that powerful. I mean, he doesn't say, like, hardly anything the first, like, hour of Godzilla 2014. Like, he says nothing, almost, in that movie. Yeah, I hate to say it, but he's a little bit embarrassing. Like, his presence, not so much his performance, but just his presence in Godzilla 2014 is a little bit embarrassing. Because he's clearly supposed to be there to, like, be like, okay, we have a Japanese person in the movie. Does Mm -hmm. that make you happy? (laughs) He's not going to fucking talk! Yeah, he apparently has a psychic connection with Godzilla where he just he knows what the fucking monster's thinking and where he's going to be and oh yeah he's passing underneath our fucking aircraft carrier we'll be okay trust me it's like no <laughs> no bomb the fuck out of it <laughs> shoot it shoot it tell them to shoot I, I, it <laughs> tell them to shoot it tell them to shoot it uh, hopefully y'all got that reference. Uh, mm. We're not going to actually tell you where it's from. Though. No. Do your own research. You figure um, it out. Yeah, fucking figure it out, man. Fucking figure um, it out, dude. Uh, but yeah, the prime minister is here in the court during this flashback. And uh, the uncle, uh, Han, he actually tries to vouch for uh, mm-hmm. Yun, his brother, uh, because he's like, yeah, you know, like he he's a trustworthy guy and he's my fucking brother. Yeah. Um, but the long and short of it is... Uh, dad bringing this potentially like plague-ridden child into the court and uh calling the emperor on his shit yeah. is is kind of too much to the point that they exile him they say yeah. you're you're stripped of your rank you gotta get the fuck out this is what i was saying i'm like the emperor in korea at this time could get no respect because i'm like if you would have pulled this i'm thinking fucking 47 ronin where uh shang sung is sitting there like you try to try to run up in front of him you're going to run up in front of him and call him out? Dude, they're going to cut your head off. I was actually shocked with this scene. I'm like, why is nobody stabbing him? He is just yelling. He is still yelling. Why is nobody cutting him to pieces? <laughs> but the fucking emperor just takes it like a bitch. And um, the prime minister's like, I'll fuck. Like, I do like the prime minister in this moment because we did meet him earlier. But here he's like, fucking kill her. And they say uh, throw him in prison or whatever it is. Like he's not fucking around. But yeah, I mean, Yoon does call him on his shit here. He's like, "Look, you're supposed to have the plague right now. Look, uh, well, I don't have it. <laughs> it's science. You can't, you can't argue that. <laughs> but that's the science that he says. He's like, yeah, you don't have no. it now. I ain't got it. <laughs> I'm fine. I've been carrying. I'm fine. Miles. I'm fucking good, dude. <laughs> it sounds very similar to what I hear now. Well, actually, I think that's why this movie came out when it did. I think you're right. Like I said, this came out in 2018. This mm-hmm. is not a new movie, but no. the the story that this this movie like the central plot of this movie, I think is. that Shutter I think Shutter rushed to get it out there because 
why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, yeah, uh, but uh, we return to the present, and uh, Jung Jong uh, restores uh, Dad slash Yun's uh, title. Essentially, he gives him his sword back, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to recruit you because we got a problem out in these here woods, and we need you to fix it." Um, and he ponders it over overnight. Um, obviously, he accepts because otherwise, we wouldn't have a movie. Um, and then he says, "Hey, we're going to head to the city." So he, his brother's like, okay, I'm going to come with you. And There's, young. Oh, sorry. There was something I wanted to ask you about because I have in my notes, uh, Han has a tummy ache. His brother has a tummy ache when they're in the house. Yeah. And it comes up later. And I, I put a pin in it. And I'm like, something's going to happen with that. But nothing ever does that, uh, that I could gather. And I mean, then again, I didn't completely finish the movie. Does it come back up again? Uh, no. It's a, it could just be that he's a husky guy and, you know, I, I hate hungry. to say it, but a huge part of just broad stroke, just Asian humor is haha, fat guy fall down. Gotcha. <laughs> it's like if you are a fat person in a Chinese movie, you are the comedic relief, regardless of who you're supposed to be. Well, actually, if you're Samuel Hung, then you're there to beat ass. Other than that, though, you are the comedic relief, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that Dr. Kin. Yeah, I believe he is Korean, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what he says in Hangover. He's like, oh, look, fat guy fall down. <laughs> that's the one I mean, thing that's, he finds that's hilarious. That's the foundation of that's most so Asian funny. humor. Like Japan, Japan has puns. China has fat people. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you know, Korea probably meets somewhere in the middle. But, <laughs> fat um, guy with puns, that's why they love Jack Black. Um, but, yeah, uh, Myung says something about um, when he's complaining about his tummy, that, uh, like, his uh, yin and yang in his mm-hmm. body are out of whack somehow. So it's probably like pointing to maybe the culture of the day or something, but it it never really gets brought up again other than, you know, fat guy's hungry. (laughs) Fat guy feels hunger pains harder than you do. Um, But uh, we we set off for the city, Han Yang, Mm -hmm. and uh, Myung is excited to take off to the city because presumably she's either never been there or it's like it's a rare thing. Dude, it's got to fucking suck. I lived in the country and like we're going to go into a city and you're like, fuck yes let's go i don't care let's get there now it sucks oh, yeah. here and all credit to her her enthusiasm is like yeah, yeah. that that level boy, of boy, boy, boy. <laughs> yeah she is she is jumping for joy but okay so um, i'm sorry the cut that happens next this is where i was like okay this is the kind of movie it's going to be this is where i'm like okay what what the fuck's happening now um this is the chicken killer group the shaman is yes. it not yeah please go ahead sorry Oh no! What? Oh, jumping! You mean in like the tonal shift that happens? Yeah, because I thought this was another <laughs> flashback. Because I'm like, it no, kinda... it's it is not. Well, because um, the, yeah, little, we, the little girl in here. We we do go from young being all excited and like saying wait for me and whatnot, and we take off down the dirt road. By the way, Han also mentions that uh, uh, Yun took an arrow for him at mm-hmm. one point. He's like, I owe you my life. That's why I'm coming with you to the city. And Yon actually says, "Oh, I that slipped. was an accident. Like I slipped." Like, <laughs> <It's pretty funny. laughs> yeah, but you know, it it speaks to I think what we were talking about before mm-hmm. we started recording. That's like he's that kind of hero. Yeah, where it's like he's never gonna say, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm a super badass." He's just gonna be a super badass. Yeah, that's the way to he's do very, it. Yeah, that's lead by example. You know, you don't I have respect to make that. a big sting. Yeah, absolutely. I think at least you know general like male archetypes it's like yeah we we all can understand why that's something to aspire to mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, we cut to like a shaman or a shaman 
of performing a ritual and this is with drums and they're all dancing with robes and uh, they slaughter a cock we do a cock slaughter <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a cock being um, slaughtered and they brought a, movie, a spread by the way th- yeah offerings and whatnot um th- uh this uh i've only ever seen this in one other movie um again i'm not a korean culture expert but uh you've asked me about this movie before the wailing yes um, it's a very critically acclaimed korean horror movie question yes. mark yes um you get to see rituals like in a much fuller fashion like you get to see like the long and the short of of this particular ritual i guess they're trying to ward off evil spirits or something mm. Um, I don't know how far this particular ritual dates back, but, you know, in the boonies, I'm sure there's some people who still do this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but that movie, I, I'm i not sure how I feel about it. Um, I want to... That, p- oh, that's just all I'll say about it. I want to pull the trigger on it, but God damn it, two and a half hours, like, that's a commitment. It yeah. is. It's it's not bad. It's just there's a lot of question marks, and I'm not sure... I'm not sure being not being as i'm not korean and i don't know a lot of the ins and outs of korean superstitions and culture it may be that there's some cultural boundaries that i just can't quite decipher a lot of people felt about midsummer i believe uh midsummer was pretty straightforward if you ask me i mean that people are like eh, i didn't i don't know how i felt about it like i didn't think it was very good yeah i I could see that yeah not not the cold good no the cultural aspects of midsummer are explained to you and you can kind of you're if you're American, you kind of know, especially from Washington, communes are you've heard of and you've you've interacted with those people. So mid going into midsummer is like, yeah, I, I get what's going on. Yeah, do yourself a favor if you put on midsummer, do not pause the opening moments of that movie because uh, mm. you will spoil virtually every major yeah. occurrence in the movie. Just watch, <laughs> so, just, just watch let it movie. run, just let it run. Um, but yeah, uh, we get this ritual here, and we get a really bad edit in the form of a strobe effect, um, where it's like it's it's slow motion. I've pointed this out before on the show that um, Peter Jackson's uh, King Kong, it's like it's this kind of slow motion effect that you can tell they did it after the fact. They didn't mm-hmm. like change the camera equipment or the lensing or whatever. And it's just like there's frames missing from the film, and it looks really weird he does that in the two in uh the fellowship of the ring near the end with the orcs are hunting uh the urukai are hunting uh the hobbits the fellowship basically they have some of those shots i there's that and there's a scene where frodo wakes up in river uh riverdale and he's like white it's just like uh like white screens coming and frodo's trying to wake up and then hugo weaving's face just kind of appears up in the corner it looks so bad that's it, a face you don't want to appear in your dreams <laughs> flat chested elvish creature yeah um, it's funny one criticism i've heard leveled at those movies at least in terms of casting is that aren't elves supposed to be like ageless why yeah. is hugo weaving here <laughs> Um, uh, fucking Orlando Bloom, perfect casting. Kate Blanchett, perfect casting. Hugo Weaving, one of these things is not like the others. <laughs> you, know who, you know who would have made a good elf if he just didn't talk? Jared Leto. Absolutely. No, from an aesthetic standpoint, he is an elf. save money on makeup (laughs) (laughs) hire Jared Leto just have a thousand Jared Leto's in the background Um, but yeah in case you didn't in case you didn't see this coming uh, these uh, these shamans get their 
asses rammed in by something. Uh, we something. don't even we don't know what, but we'd see some bodies get tossed around and some blood get spilled. And I was gonna, I was gonna. Oh, there's a lizard on, oh, a frog on the window. Cute. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask you. So one of your favorite things about monster movies is that little by little we learn what it is, uh, just to find out. Uh, and I noticed in this movie that's not at all how it is. It's actually more kind of a supernatural approach to a monster, I would say, because we don't get anything. We just know that these people are slaughtered, uh, and there's a there's a breeze, and that's well, kind of. That's why the early portions of this movie are the best part. Because um, very similar to a different Korean movie that you and I both covered, also a Korean blockbuster, uh, Flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last chunk of this movie kind of drags ass because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of stuff is happening. It's just your your level of investment kind of like tapers off at some point. There's too and, much happening. Almost. Exactly. And in this one, it's like the early portions. And I brought this up, I think, on the previous episode where the uh, Rodan or Rodan. Uh, mm-hmm. that that mind sequence in the first 20 25 minutes of that movie is it's like the beginning of them kind of where it's mm-hmm. an investigation and we're not even sure there is a monster and then when we find out there is it still fucking works and that's yeah. how you know you're doing it right this one when the monster first shows up it's still fucking good it's just when we get to the closing act where the monster's around too often mm-hmm. it just it really starts to lose some steam but the early portions of this movie where it is an investigation and we're not even sure if there is a monster it's kind of cool like mm-hmm. it, it's like well especially when you preface the movie with this is based on historical events it's like yeah. oh fuck is this going to be some guys with like like I don't know, uh, animal skin rags or something running around. Like, is it going to be like the Thirteenth Warrior? Where yeah. It's like, yeah. Where it's like, uh, oh, it's just Vikings. It's just cannibal it's Vikings. Fucking crazy Vikings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually really liked. I remember really liking the Thirteenth Warrior. I'm going to check that one out again. Um, Ugh, the yeah. lighting in that movie drives me nuts. If it's driving you nuts, then I can't imagine how I'll handle it rewatching it. Well, it's um, lit primarily by actual torchlight. Oh, I like that. That's what I loved about Mother. That was one of my favorite things about Mother was the lighting. It was all natural lighting in that film. Mm, I mean, like fire torches yeah. <laughs> in the woods and shit. Fire. fire <laughs> like, torches. Yeah, f- fire is sometimes not all that friendly to the camera. But, mm, um, that's okay. But yeah, the, these uh, shamans, they get their asses whipped by something, and a child witnesses it uh, yeah. while they're stealing the offerings. Like, Which looks ri- delicious, by the way. I mean, it's meant to be, but it's not meant to be. <laughs> it's not meant to be eaten by children. But as we as we had seen earlier in the movie, everybody's starving, so you can't condemn this kid for you know stealing ritualistic offerings and whatnot. And then we have a dipshit caravan, is what I like to call them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these fucking morons. Uh, they're just like uh, they're well, they're walking at night, I believe. Uh, and the one dude's like, there is there is a such thing as monstrum. Oh, yeah, there is a such thing. And then one of the fucking dipshits has a mask and it scares the one guy. Like, oh. And then dad comes in. Not not the dad from the... Not our main dad. Just some other dad's like, hi, not the... Quit fucking around. We gotta go. We gotta go do stuff. And then do they get slaughtered here or do we come back to them being slaughtered? We come back to the yes. aftermath. Yes. Um, because, like I said, at this point in the movie, not confirmed if there is a monster. No. Um, but the way this scene concludes, we're in the rain and we get an overhead angle of everyone and we hear growling mm-hmm. and then we cut away. I actually would have been fine with this movie if there was no titular like monster, if it was actually guys in rags going around killing people. I, I would have been, totally, been too. I would have been totally fine with that. 
but this is you know a blockbuster film yeah, it's yeah. Like you, you can't make that promise and then not deliver right um but in a in like a different more serious kind of movie absolutely mm-hmm. that's I, feel like I mean I'm, the the actual like political side of the story is is a good story like it's about somebody trying to like overthrow the the king basically i'm thinking the revenant shot like like by that same not necessarily that director but that cinematographer that kind of style where we're like trying to find a monster and it's actually just like for our purposes like native americans dressed up in like really terrifying gear going around slaughtering people well like i said brotherhood of the wolf i don't think holds up um it was a it was kind of a big deal when it first came out but the the monster in that is revealed to be like i think a tiger in france so something that you would not find in france yeah. but some somebody brought like a siberian tiger to france and made it made it uh, ravenous and, and wild by that's torturing awesome. it and like putting like a a spiked mask on it oh that's fucking awesome and so like what do you expect from like colonial french troops to make of that it's like they've probably never seen a tiger face to face let alone wearing let alone one wearing like a steel mask or something <laughs> Um, yeah. So it's that that's how you get werewolf stories and stuff is people not knowing how to describe what they're seeing. I wonder if it's like a cannibal, cannibal may as well be a werewolf, just like a hairy dude that bit someone's neck during a fight or something. <laughs> I rewatched uh, the ghost in the darkness, the Val Kilmer, Michael Douglas. Africa oh, that's film. a fun one. That's a fun one. See, I, I rewatched it and I'm like, I don't remember if I liked it very much. It, it, it's interesting because it was actually based on real events and these two tigers are actually, or t- two lions they actually have them killed and stuffed like they're on display oh yeah man would that be considered a monster movie because the way we the way we portray the lions is that they're they're not lions like they're worse than lions like they're lions but the way they act is much more well uh, there's a reason that movie's called ghost in the darkness is yeah. because they they're otherworldly in some way i really hated how michael douglas got killed off screen i movie. know it, it worked for me as a kid i remember being creeped out as a kid i'm like oh that's kind of creepy. like well, it leaves it up to the imagination like i what? guess but it's like he was such a cool character it's like you know yeah. he, he deserved it you know he's he got such he, a cool character he, yeah he, it would have been cool if he got his moment Anyway, sorry. Yeah, we um, digress. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that—that's your line. I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> um, so we uh, we do get to the city, Hanyang. Um, I'm guessing this is the capital at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, capitals tend to change from time to time. But um, <laughs> I, I dug their uh, umbrella hats. They literal—they literally mm-hmm. wear tiny umbrellas for hats. Yeah, it's like that's kind of cool. <laughs> but they've um, got a real bring out your dead situation going. We on get a here. dead baby, son. <laughs> <laughs> bring out your dead. No, we get a we get a dead baby joke. Um, in the form of like somebody hauling a baby corpse in front Oof. of Han, and he's kind of worried about that. Um, and the color palette here is dour and brown. Yeah. Um, and Yun is definitely surprised. He's like, this place didn't always used to look like this. It's yeah. been a while. Like, should um, I go and, home? <laughs> And uh, we sit down at a restaurant, and we get a hot waitress. Ooh, she, I don't know why she's not. Why is she not the main character? I was like, she's gonna come back. Obviously, she's come back. She's way too hot. I said she, the same thing. I was like, she's gonna come back. <laughs> yeah. Did, how did she miss the main? Just because she wasn't a pop star, maybe at the time, or well, or, or more than likely, she was a pop star, and she was busy. Know. 
I tried finding <laughs> her on here, but there's no pictures on IMDb, so I couldn't locate her. I gave well, there's up. a there's a there's a hot mom in the background that has a credit on IMDb. Of course she does. And I think she is a pop star. No, she's like a drama actor actress. But I was like, oh, she's way too good looking to be nobody. And sure enough, she's somebody. <laughs> I mean, the girl serving them broth is a smoke show. Like, like ooh, ooh, yeah. yeah. I, I totally was. Both you and I were we were expecting this lady to show yeah. up again. <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, they she serves them some broth, and Han's like, listen, I'm fat. This is enough food for me and uh, she's like bitch don't you know what's going on there's a plague and other stuff i mean there's a monster out there and he's just like what the fuck is with these people but yeah i basically i guess they just get broth with maybe like five grains of rice i don't know yeah so again we're tipping our hat to the fact that there is a famine going on and Mm -hmm. apparently it even hit the capital so korea's in a tough spot right now i hate that word famine yeah, it's not a fun one. <laughs> but um, Officer Her, uh, the hot guy, he arrives at the restaurant and uh, he brings our heroes uh, to the ritual site that we had seen earlier with the shaman crew. And uh, there are dismembered bodies all over the place. And uh, credit to this movie, the dismemberment is on full display. We get to see some bodies in pieces. It's pretty fucking cool. It's not quite on the level, but it's like deep rising splatter like it's like there's body like body parts maybe it's just the way the monster moves but it reminds me a little bit of the relic or dismemberment and you know a creature that you know it prowls around on all fours and whatnot not mina suvari or oh uh, not not mina suvari that's american pie i'm thinking (laughs) of uh the mimic i'm I'm thinking of mimic mimic and relic i get always get mixed up uh, I mean, mimics better, but <laughs> it's not... a little long, but it's better. I mean, as as far as like introductions to mainstream American cinema go for a foreign director, you could do a lot worse. See, Guillermo del have... Toro's first proper American movie. See, we just have Charles S. Dutton screaming. Just have him scream. Keep screaming, Charles. Keep screaming. Yeah, Guillermo is just like it's like Charles. Do you remember that part when you said shooter <laughs> in that one movie? We'll just keep doing that. Keep screaming. <laughs> shooter. <laughs> you remember that part where you punched that alien to like half to death because you're Charles S. Dutton and you're built like a fucking truck? Just do that. <laughs> no, Josh, you are nothing in this movie. You will be nothing ever, Josh. If I had anything to do with your career, you would never do anything. You would be nothing in this movie. And then we yes. we need to get a Guillermo voice going. Like we need to figure it out. We need yeah. we need to practice that because uh, he comes up enough. Yeah, we should have yeah. that. Big fans. Uh, uh, yeah, big fans. Um, but yeah, uh, we we do a little investigating here, and uh, it's mentioned like offhand that apparently Monstrum has taken several lives at this point, not just the people here at this site. Um, and Yun interrogates the child that we had seen uh, witness mm-hmm. this attack, and he's like, "Hey, what happened here? Is there a monster?" And they're like, "Oh." Absolutely, yeah, absolutely there's a monster yeah. <laughs> oh yes sir there's a monster <laughs> yeah um but myung on the side uh she discovers that there's like a rope nearby that is pretty obviously cut with a sword it looked like it was cut by a sword like 50 years ago like it didn't look like a fresh cut i don't know what why i don't know why that stuck out to me but it, i thought that was baffling i thought that was part of the movie i'm like was it though? Was it actually cut? Was it cut a long time ago? It was just confusing to me. It could have been that the rope was very old. Yeah. But, um, That's neither here nor there. Point point being, a tool was used yes. to to break something at this site, uh, which you know puts up everybody's eyebrows as if like, hmm, I don't know if there's a monster here. 
there's also marks around the wrists and neck, which I didn't understand. I understand now, but at the time I'm like, okay, so this thing comes with the wind and it does something to the necks. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Um, a lot of question marks at this point. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, our crew, uh, Yun and Han, we follow this kid back into town because mm-hmm. Yun, you know, being not a complete idiot, he's like, hmm, I don't know about that answer. That kid was pretty quick to, you know, be be in agreement with pretty much everything I, I told them. Um, and they sent, he sensed that the kid was not afraid at all, um, which you, you would not expect if somebody saw a, a real-life fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> um, Remember the lady uh, from it, Predator 2 up in the, the penthouse with the, with the drug dealers? Yeah. She saw a fucking alien. She was freaked out. That's how this kid should be. No, she, Kyle, correction, she saw a real-life penis <laughs> only a few minutes earlier <laughs> and is still a little traumatized by it <laughs> because that's apparently how we do things in Predator 2. Yeah, we right. set up expensive camera rigs on, on like, like what, skyscrapers across from one another? <laughs> we've, we've talked about that shot, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yeah. Clearly, it's, a lot of thought and money went into achieving that hot dicking sequence. It's a like, it's both a fantastic shot, especially as a, like a young boy. You're like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is this this is cinema. But like, just think if you like as an adult, you think about like how the fuck did, like they really like sat at a place across. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. Yeah, it's a it's a wonder of cinema. <laughs> it's a wonder of cinema. Um, and anyways, we're following this kid. Uh, we we happen to witness a man in black. Never a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Hand this kid a package, and then scootaloo off down the road. Um, Han goes after the guy and is unable to keep up because hey, wouldn't you know it? The guy has a horse. Um, but Yun follows the kid, and uh, we see that. The package is just filled with Korean pancakes and nice. and meat, uh, which both of which I could totally fucking go for right now. I can go for pancakes, any pancakes, any culture's pancakes, <laughs> at any time. But I don't know, it. man. Like, you can you can like OD on like if there's way too much like green onion in the Korean pancake. Sometimes it can like kick your ass or you know give you mm-hmm. ass breath or whatever. But yeah, I could definitely go for all of that right now. Any pancake. Yeah. Um, but as it so happens, the kid uh, confesses and says, oh, yeah, I got bribed to say that I saw a monster. He said, regardless of what you actually saw, just say there's a monster. Um, so we, at this point, it's made known to Yoon and us, the viewer, that hmm, there's some slippery shit going on that doesn't involve a monster. I'm starting to get worried about where this movie's going. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a, a, a pockmarked man arrives in the village. Yeah, um, and he's just in the middle of the street, and he is plague-ridden. Dying. Yeah, yeah, he is, he is dying, rich. and he does in fact die in front of Yun, and he yeah. he mentions the monster's name. He, he does say the word monstrum a couple of times before he passes. So we he's, get conflicting yeah. information here, where it's like there's something go- shady going on, but that man just died in front of me from really awful, unnatural causes. <laughs> See, I think I've seen... They never show the guy in Kingdom of Heaven, I think. The guy who has leprosy. Ed Norton? Is it Ed Norton? <laughs> That's Ed Norton. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I've got to rewatch that. It's Ridley Scott, too, isn't it? You need to watch the director's cut. That's what and I've then heard. You, and then you need to report to me if it's worth it. Is because it Because really? I, I really did not like that movie, but 
people on the internet swear mm-hmm. up and down the director's cut saves it saves it big time ridley it, right it, it yeah okay um no uh robert the bruce's dad in braveheart i think that's probably a pretty accurate depiction of what leprosy looks like uh these people have like super leprosy it's like ebola boils leprosy like it's insane uh it's pretty gross well yeah no it, it's a uh... I don't know how many times I've called back to this, but uh, Planet Terror. Think think Planet Terror. Mm, yes. So, yeah, we get some juicy boils and some vomiting and some gore. This this movie is fairly violent, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't go out of its way to be, like, disgusting or anything. But no. when violent things happen to people, the, the outcome is acceptable. I it's appreciate like, yes. Korea. Yeah, I, it, I, I, appreciate I appreciate it. That. Yeah, it's like if, if a creature that size steps on somebody, I do expect there to be some squirting. And they're squirting. <laughs> um, we can't even get a... Can we get a rated R blockbuster these days? Are they all PG-13? We can't it, even do it. It's hard. Uh, although, although, um, Deadpool was was the game changer. Yeah. Deadpool opened the door for for the potential success of, of R-rated blockbusters. So there, it's proven ground at this point that you can do that and I think the studios are maybe loosening up a little bit. I don't know if Joker was R-rated. Um, I believe it, it. I believe it was. Fuck that movie. Um, <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. Somebody. On somebody fuck, had to say it. Good fuck that you, movie. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, Deadpool kind of kicked the door wide open. So we'll, we get them. It's we get them R. from time to time. Um, but yeah. Uh, so our party splits at this point, and Myung and her. Uh, hot guy uh they go to examine the body being the the dead villager who just showed up and uh yun and han they go off to find the peddlers uh, who we saw in the rain earlier and they're investigating all the dead bodies also dismembered and whatnot it's pretty grisly mm-hmm. and uh, han notes that there's goo all over the place um this is like pre pre-chemistry science so we don't know what goo is it's <laughs> yeah, just right. it's goo like we have words for goo <laughs> um, um but han also points out hey how did that body or half of that body anyway get up there mm-hmm. and we see a body suspended in the tree line and both of them kind of look up and they're like i don't have an explanation for that because uh, no human could do that um so again then, conflicting information then a korean subtitle you hear turn around <laughs> Turn around over here. I'm gonna bleed you real quiet <laughs> anytime. <laughs> uh, uh, Kyle, yeah, right. there there is a there is a predator game out right now that it's it's a four four on one where the one person plays the predator and the other four guys have to play commandos that mm. have to actually complete a mission while the predator's stalking them. Oh, oh, look up some fantastic. footage of it. It's glorious. Um, I think I know what our master class has got to be this September. We have to do Predator because I want to do Predator too, and that's the only that's the only reason I can think of. We need to do the Predator master class. There's plenty to do. We already did Predator. <laughs> we, did, we did not do Predator. We did, we did all the Predators. Did we? Did we all did. Of them? We didn't. That we was didn't the very, That them. was the that, very first thing we did. Kyle was all the Predators. I didn't rewatch them for it. That that was the difference. Was this was early on. I want a reason to do Predator too. Well, so what should we do a a, a, a master class revisited because we have not done prometheus i i would i wouldn't mind a master i know you want to talk about prometheus and I kyle do. um side note uh brad from the cinema speak who is a friend of the show at this point 
he put Prometheus very high on his list of favorite movies. I don't see why we, we should be wasting time. We should definitely <laughs> Because you know how I feel about that movie, and I know how you feel about that movie. And then we have a third party who probably agrees with you quite a bit more than me. Well, I feel like we, we, we did the Predator Masterclass before we were really ready, before we really found our groove. And I really want to go back and actually like do a do like at least one of one or two of the movies like from front to back and i feel like those first two we could actually do that and it'd be fun because uh, we just kind of briefly discussed each of them yeah we did kind of breeze through predator for sure so i don't um, remember it i'm like i don't remember talking about that so, at all so yeah maybe Masterclass revisited both alien and predator we do, throw in like do some do some housekeeping yeah we, okay. we, got some, we got to clean out the claws. We got some shit to talk about. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Myung and Hot Guy, uh, we, we're doing like a lab investigation. So the equivalent yeah. of like an autopsy um, in, <laughs> in 1506 or Dude, whatever. it's a fucking blueprint for us. It's, it's a blockbuster. We're actually doing a lab experiment. I didn't even think of that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we just need the funny guys in the van. Because like, every '90s disaster movie had funny guys in a van. Dream—that's my dream job. Funny guy in the van. <laughs> to, to be the funny guy in the van. Cigarettes and coffee. Yeah, you're complaining about stale donuts. Fuck yeah. Yeah, just call me Dusty. <laughs> um, and yeah, she wants to run a test on a rat. Uh, she wants to drain one of the boils and uh, inject it in one of the rats. And sure enough, mm-hmm. the very next scene is a uh, Yun and Emperor Jung Jung. Uh, in the same room that the, those other people were in examining these bodies and dad makes it known so yun makes it known that most of these bodies were hacked apart by a man that mm-hmm. much is true however there are some other people uh, namely this guy with boils on him that were killed by something else completely different mm-hmm. and uh, he does note that when they injected that rat with like the drainage from one of the boils it died in an hour so whatever the fuck plague he had you don't want it. <laughs> it's yeah. real bad. And he's like, whatever plague this is, it is not what they're talking about. Like whatever we, whatever plague was before, that's not this. This is something completely different. Yeah, and we get a cool moment here where the emperor kind of holds his ground. And he's like, no, the monstrum's phony. Like you're full of shit. And Yun counters with, you know, it's real enough to all those starving, f- fearful people out there. And so. <laughs> You have, a, you have a situation on your hands regardless of whether it's a monster or not. Um, so, again, turbulent times. And uh, we cut to the palace real quick. And uh, the emperor wants to call troops away to investigate. So he, he trusts his man, John Rambo, well enough mm-hmm. that he's going to devote resources to you know aiding him in his investigation. And uh, instead, though, uh, the prime minister is in the court also. And he's like, hmm. I don't know if you if you divert troops away from watching the he he actually points out the Japanese he's like you know those guys on the beach we need them there because those Japanese guys they they keep rolling up and we gotta we gotta keep them out um yeah uh anyway he's basically reasoning that it's like you can't move that many troops without making your the public suspicious of your actions like they'll they'll sniff it out and be like something's up um, so he's like, "Oh no, uh, you you should you should take my guys. I have I have these guys, the Tiger Knights, and mm-hmm. my and my dude, the Tiger King." Tiger. <laughs> and Jones he's up. like, "Yeah, like I'm I'm totally not suspicious. Like you should totally use my personal army to aid you." And uh, 
he does point out that these tiger knights apparently are trained in the hunting of tigers, um, which uh, I'll just throw it out there. There's a Korean movie I've been wanting to watch for a very long time now that for whatever reason, I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. It's a international title is just the tiger. And it's about the hunting of the last tiger in Korea. And it takes place during the Japanese occupation of Korea. So like modern times, mm-hmm. Um, and the Japanese allow a Korean hunter to like have the honor of oh wow taking taking the life of the last tiger that exists in the land. Interesting. It sounds like a really cool, you know, story of a man in the wild kind of. Okay. Um, and that, politically, that it sounds a little mm, <laughs> a little rough, but <laughs> but it sounds like a neat story that I'd like to see. And it, like from what I've seen of like the trailers, it looks. I don't know what it is about Korean cinematographers, but they always make beautiful films. Like, they're always so well shot. And that one, also the lead actor is the guy from Old Boy, uh, mm-hmm. Choi Min-shik. Like, He's I, great. He's great. I, I really like that guy. Uh, I'm actually, it's on It's on Prime right now. I'm going to put it on my, uh, I'm going to put oh, it on Oh, sh- no shit. It's on Prime right now. Oh, wow. I might, I might have to get on that. You know what? I've got the last pick for the month. I mean, we've pretty much done blind buys uh, all month. I... I'll watch the trailer for it. Uh, I don't know if it's a monster movie, but look at the look at the just look at the. Have you seen the trailer for it? Yeah, that's not a real tiger. (laughs) 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 That's a monster. Okay. Anyway, put it put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. But but anyway, uh, we do some haggling, and it's agreed that instead of the seven hundred fucking tiger knights that the prime minister is offering, uh, Jung Jung's like, dude, a hundred, like it. Even if it's a monster, 100. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Yun rolls in, and he gets a grand entrance where he's back in his military garb. So he's he's back, baby. Like He's, like, mm-hmm. he's got his cool outfit and his sword. Um, and the prime minister and him have a, a little exchange here. The prime minister is very catty with him. They're doing that thing where they're you know giving each other veiled threats. It's very uh, courtly behavior, I guess. <laughs> yes, very um, courtly. And, uh, yeah, the Prime Minister discusses the idea of recruiting volunteers because public relations are of prime importance. It's like we, we want to have enough bodies to handle the situation, but we want to, like, make sure we acquire those bodies in such a way as to not, like, spook the people, I guess. Mm-hmm. And immediately, <laughs> immediately cut to a whole bunch of Imperial goons beating the shit out of yeah. some villagers. Right. Immediately. <laughs> it's almost a comedic cut where we, we get to see these Imperial troops hassling all these villagers and basically requisitioning their food and supplies and taking the men mm-hmm. <laughs> um, against their will. I thought um, it was weird because the Prime Minister was insisting on this. And it was a, I'm like, what's his, what's his angle here? Because you know, as the viewer, you're like, he's got an angle here. There's a reason why he wants it. it was, it's not clear at all what it is. Uh, it becomes clear later on, but yes. for now, I think he's just trying to cover his tracks. Mm-hmm. It's just like if I, if I make it known, like if all the things I say loud in the court are supporting the emperor, then all the things I could say quiet are the things I'm saying with my actual intentions. Mm-hmm. So he's he's putting on a, a face basically. But um, we have a troop review here where we get to <laughs> let's get down to business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Huns, the (laughs) Monstrum. (laughs) But Uh, yeah, we uh, we size up the recruits, um, and both Yun and Han are in their like official military garb now, so they're looking real classy, like Han included. Um, 
and some kids are there. Um, and this is again tipping the hat to the fact that everybody's starving. God damn it! Mm-hmm. So these kids are there because they probably want rations, and so they get sent home with food. But then there's also an old man there, and he's insistent on staying, even though Yun like steps to him face to face and is like, "You know, it's gonna be rough out there." Like, are you sure, old man? And like, old you're about like, to die. <laughs> you smell of death. <laughs> you do not have long to live, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, this old man, he's very insistent. He's like, nope, I'm coming. Um, and Myung is with them as well. And I I haven't done any research on this, but I'm pretty sure ladies did not serve in the military in Korea at this time. Um, I, I, Trevor, you know what? I'd bet my life on it. <laughs> Um, so she's doing the Mulan thing. She's dressed up like a man, and uh, mm. they sniff her out, no problem. Dude, and we in get no we get, time. We we get like a, a cute little bit of subtle comedy here that mm-hmm. I, it made me smile. It made me chuckle because uh, she's got a hat on and everything, and she's got a, ha- a hair band and all that. And they like knock her hat off, and they're like, "The fuck are you doing, girl?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then uh, Han points out, it's like, oh, you got a hairband and everything. Like, how, how'd you get one of those? And she just casually, she's like, oh, Officer Her's house. I grabbed it. And, and like, it's like, so you mean you were at his house? <laughs> I had a good chuckle at this. Uh, Steph and I rewatched Armageddon the other night. Uh, just, uh, there's something about that movie that's just the perfect summer. It's just a good summer movie. And I'm like, I want to watch a summer movie. And the only thing I can think of was Armageddon. But... At the beginning, when Liv Tyler's explaining to Bruce Willis that I was raised on an oil rig, fucking Steve Buscemi taught me how to put it. It's like, oh, I got my first period, and he, Rockhound, told me how to put a tampon in. <laughs> he puts his hand up, bam! <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, that's not something you want to find out. That I kind of, I had to chuckle at this because it made me think of that, where he's like, he's he gave it to me. He's like, well, I just gave, I didn't know she took it. I, I just because she got it from my house. I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> Um, put a pin in that, Kyle. Because um, mm. by the time we get to the end of this movie, um, she I know. Pregnant? No, uh, but just keep Armageddon in mind because okay. I, I actually wrote it down like Armageddon in my no notes. kidding yeah nice um, at the very end of this movie. Um, but yeah, uh, so she is not allowed to come with. Um, and the prime minister rolls up like a fucking boss with mm-hmm. his tiger fucking knights, and their outfits are pretty badass. They got like fur collars and some sort of plate mail. Um, it's pretty fucking cool looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a minute here, this the tiger king. I wrote his name in my in my notes as some asshole. Yeah. <laughs> some asshole from the court is with him. Basically, he's a he's a guy with kind of a mopey face, but. Uh, he is evil. He is straight Jin up Young. fucking evil. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, Sung Wung Park is his name. Uh, the actor's name. You mean? I want to see more stuff. I think there was another movie uh, uh, that I put on my list, even or considered putting on my list, because uh, yeah, he has great presence. He's he's in here for very little, but I really liked him in this. Yeah, he's got that kind of face. He's got that dead behind the eyes look that um, works really well for this kind of role. Um, I'm looking like at Takihara. his filmography right now, and uh, I don't know if I've seen him in anything. Uh, he's in a lot of movies that I want to see. Oh wait, he was in Operation Chromite, but only in a in a cameo, and that movie's not very good. Mm. Um, however, he's in a Korean movie that the only way I know to get is on dvd and that would be region three which i no longer have access to um it's called man on high heels and uh it's about like a detective who is transgender in korea which i'm pretty sure is not a thing that's socially acceptable 
Um, I've heard it's a very solid action thriller on top of being an unusual story. I've had that, I've had that movie in my, uh, in my basket at uh, yesasia.com for ages. <laughs> but like I said, I don't have the means to play it anymore, and it never got a Blu-ray release. So it's just been out of my hands. Um, I was looking at a few of the movies that our actors have been in. Um, New World was the one. It's got your boy, uh, old boy. Old, uh, oh, Choi Min-sik. Yeah, Choi Min-sik. Old, uh, uh, yeah, I yeah I've, heard that, kind of... I've heard that's a good one. Um, it's a. It's got a lot of big names in it. Um, not one that I've seen, though. I think it was our main guy, Yoon. I think he was in a movie that I thought looked kind of interesting. Um, I read this. Oh, Sorum. Sor- Sorum. Uh, the, the, it's a drama slash horror slash mysteries. A 30-year-old mystery resurfaces and takes over the lives of the, uh, of the people living in an entire apartment complex. Eerie apartment complex. I interesting. Sounded, I know. It sounded yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's mostly known for the Detective K movies as far as I know. Mm. Um, he he does a lot of period movies, but um, actually, I don't know that I've ever seen him in anything. Um, I'm gonna put it on my list. Yeah, do that. I mean, it's from 2001. That was kind of when Korean cinema really got rolling, um, at least internationally. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, so the Tiger Knights roll up, and uh, it's Prime Minister's caddy again, of course. Um, mm. And we we set off into the woods. We start sweeping, and we got a whole lot of bodies here. We have a whole bunch of knights. We have a whole bunch of volunteers. And sure enough, that old man is lagging behind. And uh, we see that uh, he notices some goo up in the trees. However, nobody else notices it. And he doesn't speak up about it. So he he probably, I mean, you, the viewer at this point, are supposed to understand that hmm, maybe this old man is here for a reason. Um, and the first day comes to an end. It's uneventful. And uh, it's starting to get, it's starting to, get kind of late and uh myung notes that we haven't seen any other animals though while we've been traipsing about um so tensions are high it's like hmm some something's up but nothing's happened yet and uh the 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 asshole or tiger king as we're as we're going to continue calling him tiger king uh opts to split up the group which in a monster movie or a slasher movie or, or any horror related property is never a good idea unless you're trying to find a dead body don't split up and if it was if you're if you're a search party looking for a dead body yeah that's fine because you you need to you need to fan out try to find it uh monsters yeah stick together (laughs) stick together um but yeah uh, we briefly cut back to the prime minister and the emperor having a personal exchange and it's made very clear like explicitly clear that the emperor does not trust him at all Mm -mm. and i cut to the group in the woods it is now night and uh han han breaks off to follow the old man who apparently is just going off into the woods on his own away from the group i like uh, that's han. not safe i liked han here he's like did i follow a ghost what the where the fuck did he go <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty funny yeah. um and just so happens that uh, he follows this old man out to some clearing and there's an animal skull on the ground and it is still juicy um, that's not good. And uh, Han comes to a rock face that, if you were paying attention in the opening moments of this movie, it's the same rock face. So it's the same place that we were at the very beginning of this movie during the it, slaughter. It made me think of the Sleepy Hollow tree. It's funny you mentioned Sleepy Hollow as kind of the detective thing. There's even a tree here. 
Yeah, it doesn't have head stuffed in it, as far as I know. But <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a there's a weird CGI tree above this rock face as well. Um, and yeah, all of our heroes group up together, so all of our principal cast. And uh, this the camera does a neat thing where like the cinematography here was kind of cool, where it it pans across everybody's face. It's like on a dolly, so it goes past like Yun and Han and whatnot, and then Young steps into the frame and it like focuses on her. And so bef- before any words are even spoken, it's like, oh, yeah, it confirmed. She was, she's was she been here before. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, her, her line is, have I been here before? It's like, yes, yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yeah, and we find a wet paw print, and it is massive. Um, it's quite sizable. I think Hot Guy mentions that it's the largest he's ever seen. And uh, Yun immediately wants to head down into this crevice that's below the rock face. So it's like a pit in the earth that just goes down and down and down. And he, he like, immediately says, I'm going down. <laughs> like, no fear, no caution, just, nope, we're going down. Um, and then as soon as he makes that decision, though, we see the Tiger Knights behind them just kind of, like, give each other this high sign and just break off and, like, just head into the woods separate from them. And sure enough, uh, Tiger King orders the slaughter of all the volunteers. Uh, yeah, it's... a. Uh, it's pretty grisly. Everybody gets chopped up. We get to see some uh, awesome blood spray effects. Um, it's pretty tasty. I liked it. Seemingly Remind- for no reason, too. That's why I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What is <laughs> what is well, li- life life is and was cheap, um, but especially it, for commoners and whatnot. It made sense to me now. Like I was just like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, Oh, that's why the prime minister want all these guys to go with him so they can say that there's a monster, but they're actually just slaughtering all these guys and keeping up the 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 what they think is a fake monster. Yeah, the guys. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, we don't even know that there's a monster. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We yeah. know. <laughs> well, we the audience have been like rocking back and forth in our chair, being like, "When are they gonna get to the fireworks factory?" Seriously. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they slaughter all the volunteers, and the Tiger King orders everybody to head back to the Prime Minister's house, and uh, they, they fire off a flare to signal uh, our heroes, the rest of the group, that, oh hey, uh, we found the monster. So we get some weird shit going on where it's like, oh, I thought we were going into the hole to find the monster. Oh wait, the monster's in the woods? What's the, what the fuck is going on? Um, and sure enough, uh, they don't hesitate to attack Yun and our group of merry heroes uh, as they start uh, peppering them with arrows and uh, the remainder of the volunteers are killed by this just like rain hellfire with fucking arrows and uh, Myung actually kills a couple people with her bow here Uh, and all of our heroes get into this big like action set piece fight (laughs) with all the tiger knights yeah I was actually surprised at this like oh oh shit they're fucking them up Han's even fucking people up Oh yeah, Han Han busts out some wrestling moves. It's it's pretty savage. It's kind of cool. cool. (laughs) No, it's like it's like legit action spectacle. Like this is entertaining fight choreography and whatnot. And we even get like a fun tag team bit where Yun is beating ass with like I want to say it's just like a a, 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 something you would pick hay with, like a, Mm -hmm. a farm implement. And uh, he actually does this, like, tag team bit where he's swinging Han around and, like, using him as, like, okay. a human bowling ball, kind of. I, I thought he saved him from something. I, I, I missed that, but I, that makes more sense. 
Yeah, and the choreography, though, takes a turn for the worse. Well, it's not the choreography. It's actually the cinematography, because we get this really bizarre camera angle, and I want to say the reason it's weird is because they probably shot it on a GoPro, but they pushed in on the image to hide the fisheye effect that a GoPro has on the edges of the frame. Mm -hmm. So everything's a little too tight, and the, it's shaking like mad, so it, it looks like whoever was holding the camera probably wasn't holding it. They probably had it on a helmet that they're mm -hmm. like bobbling around and stuff. So it's actually like a really well-choreographed action sequence where we get to see some... It's clearly influenced by 300. Like, the way they're moving... Yeah. And the way the speed is ramping and stuff, it's like, yeah, I, I've seen this before. This is some Snyder shit. But, Ugh. yeah, the, the cinematography just looks a little bit wonky. Um, anyway, Myung and Hot Guy, they take off. And uh, Yun and Han, uh, they're left alone to fight. And Han gets to pay Yun back by taking an arrow for him. Um, he doesn't die, thankfully, because he's actually kind of fun in this movie. Um, and then we get a net thrown on us. And then Tiger King rolls up to taunt them and whatnot. Of course, and yes. Of course, because he's, he's that kind of guy. He's yeah. kind of a prick. Um, and he asserts that Monstrum was manufactured as an excuse to covertly bring the Prime Minister's army into the city. So it's like an excuse an excuse to cover like troop movement and whatnot. It's like, oh, we need to bring all these bodies into the city because there's a monster. Um, and he brings up the plague, which leads to Myung. Uh, having like a recovered memory of being in this pile of dead bodies and having her mom killed while he, she was holding her. Um, and then we uh, we have uh, Myung and Hot Guy get kicked into the crevice together, so they're tied up together. Yeah, I have in my notes, Jin Young's a real fucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then he, he kicks kicks them into the hole. I was like, fuck yeah. I'm like, are you are we killing them? I'm totally fine with that if we if we're killing them. Uh, but then I forgot, my like, oh, Korean blockbuster, probably going to come back. Um, damn, so we've got uh, kicked into the hole, like 300. Did he just borrow from other blockbusters? I wouldn't be surprised. This I actually looked up this director, and he doesn't have a Wikipedia entry. He's only got, like, three movies on IMDb. Um, so I don't know who he did favors to when, but um, I don't think he's a big... He's not a household name. No. He can't be. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he was short on inspiration. So he's just like, yeah, I'll just borrow this and this and this. <laughs> It'll work out. They own the um, um, seen the Transformers. They're, they're all in the Transformers movies now. They, they're not even going to remember 300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get a moment that I actually was kind of surprised by where uh, Yun straight up tells Tiger King he's going to kill him. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, well, obviously he's going to kill him. It's, it's a Korean movie. Vengeance, motherfucker. Um no, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. I was very surprised. Very surprised. Um, but yeah, as it so happens, our two requisite hot people are not dead. They uh, they get like caught on a piece of rock or something, so they don't fall to their doom. They're still suspended in there. And then uh, some asshole tosses a torch down there, and he like does some target practice with them. <laughs> so they're just like hanging there, and he's trying to shoot down at them with a bow, yeah, like a and dick. I, yeah, he he nicks uh, hot guy on the cheek. Doesn't he doesn't kill him though. And then we get finally 49 minutes in uh, the entrance of the monster proper, Monstrum. Uh, so the arrow hits in the ground and we get a piece by piece reveal of the monster in the form of its feet stepping into the frame at the bottom of this this hole. 
and then uh, I think it's shot from behind where it's looking up out of the hole. We get to see it growl and like pounce up the rock wall and then knock that guy, the the asshole with the bow, he gets knocked the fuck up <laughs> like mm. 20 feet in the air. And then it hops up on top of the rock wall to like grandly reveal itself in, in rapid succession. What did you think of this entrance, Kyle? I did like the entrance. I think it was pretty good. I think he could have come out... Come, he could have came out swinging a bit more, like literally just like shot out of there and started fucking people up, because uh, it takes a minute. Um, yeah, he looks like a a mixture of a tiger and a bulldog. I'd say that's accurate. Um, his proportions actually, I I don't know if this is a thing in uh, Korean culture, but it reminded me of like a Chinese lion. Mm-hmm. Like you'd see it a lion dance or something. Or, yeah, that's exactly like what a, Steph said. Or like a, a stone statue, you'd see it outside of like a Japanese temple, mm-hmm. like a guardian dog of some sort. Um, point is, his head is massive. Is huge. He has a yes. huge fucking face. <laughs> uh, he's like eighty percent face, and then yeah, uh, his movements and like his growling are like that of a tiger. Um, maybe. And yeah, definitely some sort of dog, probably a bulldog he's, or something. He's got the proportions of a blue healer, where he's got like this scrappy do, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, like this huge chest and like head and shoulders. It's just like the front part's really big, and then it just tapers off to like like a smaller like legs. Like that's half of his body is his head. Um, it like I said before, it the CGI like it's a CGI creature, and it looks good in every shot because we've seen movies where I, I think the alien movies especially the three and covenant it's inconsistent uh throughout the film like we get kind of a siege we get a couple different versions of a cgi alien and aliens um but yeah it looks the same throughout the film and it doesn't look cheap at any point at any point it looks good the entire time yeah, it looks that. pretty solid uh, the only times where i thought it looked a little strange in how it animated because the way it looks i think is fantastic Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes the way it moves bothers me um particularly when there's a lot of dust in the shot like there's a sequence where it's chasing them through a narrow cave Mm -hmm. um where it just doesn't quite look right it doesn't Um, it doesn't feel right there but that's a that's an extraordinarily complicated shot because you have multiple people moving on camera and i'm pretty sure the set that they were moving on was entirely cgi as well Mm -hmm. um so it's just you know that's a lot for anyone to handle um um and then the only other instances where it looks a little weird sometimes are when it's interacting with people um but when it's when it's just like moving around on the camera just like it can be center frame it can be close up it looks great Mm -hmm. um it's for the most part it's a very strong cgi monster and probably the coolest thing about it is that this thing has the motherfucking plague Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really interesting design choice because this thing does not look healthy. No. Um, th- I mean, this is this is uh, RoboCop Meltman level where it's like, don't touch me, man. <laughs> like, um, Not only do you not want to be eaten by it, you just do not want to be near it because it is covered in open sores. It has one foggy eye um, that you can tell it just doesn't, it can't use anymore. <laughs> It just—it looks like it—it's probably near death and is pissed the fuck off, <laughs> which explains why it's so vicious. Um, but yeah, this thing raises all sorts of hell. It jumps into the crowd of tiger knights. Um, it like every time it touches somebody, basically they either go flying or they end up in pieces. Um, we get some tasty dismemberment here. 
Um, arrows do nothing, by the way. Yeah, it does it, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And <laughs> my my notes read here, uh, that dude got knocked in half, lol. <laughs> that dude got eaten. <laughs> Just, yeah, a lot of people die here, and it's it's all pretty good. It's like trying to fight Bane if you are in the League of Shadows. Like you're just you have no chance. Yeah, I feel I feel really sorry for those guys in that scene. Like before Batman shows up, like mm. anybody who steps to Bane in that scene, it's like why, why he he stands out. Like you can tell he's not the guy to hit. That, there are plenty of other people to hit, just not that guy. I forgot about that's one of my favorite movie deaths too. Is when the two guys bring Commissioner Gordon down to Bane. He's like, why are you here? And the one dude just starts to talk, and he just fucking crushes his trachea without without looking. Yeah, just without looking. That's such and then a good the movie. well, the the other one's also good too because he's like, search him, and then I will oh. kill you. And, it's, it's <laughs> and he does. He, he lives up to it. <laughs> I like how he takes the gun from him too. He does it real slowly, just to kind of. Oh yeah. <laughs> he he lets you know what he's gonna do before he does it. That's part of the charm of the characters. Like follow it. It. It's like really simple math where it's like, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. You're going to see it coming. Too bad, I guess. <laughs> like, mm. Good luck stopping me. Um, But yeah, uh, this thing gives chase to the Tiger Knights. It, it wrecks all sorts of shit. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Yun and Han descend into the hole because, you know, they got family down there, man. Uh, and they get to the bottom and there are bodies everywhere. Um, so they're piled up, and they're very clearly fresh. So these are not old bodies. These are bodies that have recently been deposited here. And, uh, of course, our, our young breeding pair are still alive, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we hear a growl from, up from like, off in this, like, tunnel, basically. And uh, we get a nice little jump scare here where Han approaches the tunnel with a torch. And then bats! CGI bats! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it just so happens the old man who is with the hunting group, uh, he comes out from the shadows, and uh, he knows a lot. <laughs> so Monstrum is returning, so we hear noise coming from above, and also some bodies get dropped down the hole. So Monstrum is a glutton, apparently. Um, and the old man tells everyone, rub the goo on you. See the goo down there on the ground? Rub it all over yourself. I know it stinks, but it prevents infection. Um, and he He's, also says Monster has poor eyesight. He has very good hearing, but he can't see. I'm sorry. He definitely did research like for directing this movie because he's done 300 and he's done Batman Begins just in these two sequences. <laughs> just I'm sorry, just in this scene because he's kicked people down the hole and now you've got bats flying out for well, no you reason. Could, you could also argue Jurassic Park, T-Rex. Don't move. Yeah. He can't see yeah. you if you don't move. Yeah, we've got a little bit of that too. Man, he just watched a lot of American blockbusters. He did a fucking Quentin Tarantino, basically. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just mash up all these different styles together. Yeah, I've seen movies. But yeah, uh, he says Monstrum has very poor eyesight and relies on his ears. Um, and so Monstrum descends down the hole, and uh, we get the sequence where everybody's pressed up against the walls trying to stay very, very quiet. And uh, thankfully, the CGI is good enough that it feels like there's a presence in the room with all of them. This is mm -hmm. something that if the special effects weren't there, it just would have been yeah. like, oh, come the fuck on. Um, thankfully, the effects are good enough. And uh, <laughs> we get a strange moment here, though, where uh, Monstrum eats a dude right in front of Myung, which is pretty traumatic, I'd imagine. And then meanwhile, its backside is whipping its tail in Han's face and farting repeatedly. 
mm-hmm. in his face. <laughs> He's about to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of throw up, uh, Monstrum barfs on Myung oh. right after eating a dude. So you know exactly what's in that barf. Dude, um, she is like, that's, you got to put a ring on it. Like she has composure like none other. She got puked on by this giant tiger dog and she doesn't even flinch. Like she keeps it together. I mean, being a pop star makes you hard, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, while this is all going on, um, Yun is like trying to find a way out here, and he he, he feels like air, or he feels air coming from the nearby tunnel, and Monstrum curls up and like decides to take a nap after puking yeah. <laughs> and farting. It's pretty cute. Yeah, it's it is cute actually. Uh, oh, baby Monstrum. Oh, adorable. there's some cute moments coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Monstrum curls up and takes a nap, and we all try to make a move for this tunnel. And uh, it just so happens, though, that uh, out of nowhere, Monstrum gets up from its nap and uh, is making a beeline for Myung. Doesn't quite see her yet, but Yun sees what's going on, so he chucks a rock at him and gets his attention. And we all take off down this CGI tunnel. This was the scene that I had mentioned earlier. It's a pretty intense, brief sequence where Monstrum's like chasing them down this like cave smashing through walls and stuff trying to get to everyone uh, special effects aren't the best in this sequence yeah this sequence isn't very good but like in the theater or something with a really powerful sound system i bet this was fun this is a good pee break this is pre- pee break time yeah yeah definitely as soon as they jump into an underground river it's like in a video game sewer level mm-hmm. okay it's t- it's time for a pee break, pee break. <laughs> yeah it's sewer level in any game it's time for a fucking pee break um this is but where yeah. the this is where it kind of got hazy. Um, I have my my notes: village stuff, then fire mountains, because I, I it kind of hits the gas here. Uh, I, I didn't quite understand what was happening in this 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 these next couple of scenes. So next sequ- next sequence is the Tiger King reporting to the Prime Minister at his mm-hmm. residence, and we have an exchange here where Tiger King's basically trying to make it known that. Hey, you know that like manufactured threat that you and I both agreed on? Um, there's real. a real, there's a real thing, <laughs> and it's probably worse than the fake thing. Um, and I, I wrote this down just because I thought it was interesting, not because I thought it was like a particularly good line or anything, but just interesting. Um, the prime minister retorts with something. Uh, he says, uh, "Quiet fear only silences the masses. Foster the fear, and it breeds anger. Where shall that anger go?" that anger will justify our end goal. So basically, he's like, okay, there's a monster. Let's let it let's let it be a monster and maybe if we can stir up the masses and direct direct their their fury towards that guy as opposed to me, maybe I can come out on top. Mm-hmm. So he's like he's trying to spin things on the fly. Um so I'm guessing I'm guessing that's the plan is that it's like, hmm a real monster maybe maybe i can make use of that so he actually orders his soldiers the prime minister uh into town to burn the city down and uh he wants basically he's trying to find a way to get monstrum to take care of the emperor for him um to like guide him towards him or something um and cut to the city uh some survivors from the hunting group uh return to the city and they are pockmarked and infected and uh, a whole bunch of villagers actually witness their return, and they're pretty freaked out about it. And uh, one of them mentions offhand that it's like, oh, this is just like 
all those years ago when when everybody got slaughtered when there was an infection so immediately he's like doing doing the prime minister a favor by like reminding everyone in this village about what happened before that like their government betrayed them and like murdered them essentially for no reason um and so all the villagers get together and they're like hey let's head to the palace because we got problems man <laughs> Um, let's let's do the Frankenstein thing, get some pitchforks and torches, and <laughs> go to the big house, um, and then cut to the sewers. And uh, so all of our heroes are now in the sewers underneath the palace. Apparently, the uh, we this is communicated to us via the old man who's with the group. Uh, he explained no, uh, Yun actually explains this to us that this is the sewer system underneath the palace, and this is where uh, we get a flashback. So the old man. Um, lights a torch and takes us into something that looks almost like a coliseum, like an arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Jojun Hall. And apparently the previous emperor, Yonsan, uh, the one who was deposed, uh, loved beasts. So um, we actually get like a, a visually communicated flashback in the form of sepia tone. And uh, do you remember what happened here, Kyle? Yeah, uh, he's is he in a fucking bed in this scene? He looks like he's he was sitting in a bed watching this. Um, so we find out that the old man was kind of like the the lion tamer, and uh, he had all these beasts in cages, and uh, or in boxes and stuff like that. And I guess the the old man had actually raised little monstrum. Little monstrum was just this little just this cute little this little tiger dog. <laughs> cute little tiger dog. He was, he was a little he was a little uh, quadruped mogwai. <laughs> just so cute. He and was very cute. <laughs> just taking uh, he was taking care of him. But then uh, when they went to overthrow the emperor at the time, they're like, the emperor is using these bees to um, intimidate the cabinet or something like that. Fucking kill them all. And the old man um, ends up saving. Uh, monstrum getting him out of there and he ends up like setting him loose in the sewer or whatever and come to find out uh, monstrum started eating um, plague infested bodies so instead of dying from that um, much like Godzilla um, it just it just kept living and uh, like Godzilla has nuclear I guess like the I guess the nuclear power in him or whatever um, this uh, this dude's just got the plague in him yeah, I, I don't know enough to, like, I, I haven't put enough thought into this to make it a thing, but, like, one thing that the monster could potentially be representative of is uh, sweeping problems under the rug, kind of, like, like problems there behind the scenes that's, like, they find a way of making themselves known. <laughs> oh, like the coronavirus? Yeah, maybe it's like the coronavirus. Maybe it's topical. It's not a big deal. It's not. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. I'm like, oh, what? How many died? Okay, so we got a problem over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a tiger dog problem over here. <laughs> so yeah, th- I, I mean, actually, that that should be like a scale where it's like, are we at tiger dog yet? And like, not not quite. <laughs> if, if you want to analyze the monster, yes, I think that's what this is kind of symbolizing um like yeah sweeping problems like this on a rug which i don't know how how often it happens here but i mean i don't know how well i i brought this up on the flu episode that um korean cinema in the past 20 25 years has been obsessed with corruption as a topic mm-hmm. um corruption and and all sorts of like behind the scenes pulling of strings and whatnot it's it is like the number one topic in all their biggest movies and stuff 
and they have they have a lot of history with it. a lot of people in power doing some slippery shit that's they don't even try very hard to cover up like I mean, their fucking president was assassinated by like their their CIA in like the late eighties, like in <laughs> in in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I I don't think that's happened in this country as far as I know in like yeah. the past twenty five years or whatever, or thirty years. But oh, there's a podcast for that, Trevor. Oh, there's a, <laughs> there's there are a ten thousand podcasts for that. <laughs> there are podcasts. There are all kinds of things you can find on that. But the point is, like, I, I think modern korean culture unfortunately like there's there's a lot of nationalism there's a lot of pride but there's also a lot of suspicion of people in power because Mm. they've had way too many instances of people that are they're supposed to be trustworthy betraying them in in like i said in my lifetime and i'm not Mm -hmm. even that old um but yeah i I really liked uh how we cut from the flashback to present time yeah it's really it's 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 really simple, but it's really cool because basically we get the shot where the old man takes um, baby Monstrum, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's so adorable, so <laughs> like cute. The, the his little bouncy puppy walk. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's really well animated. <laughs> but which he makes takes this, him. I would say which makes this next scene all the more all. I think this next scene was really good when yeah. they, when they actually get him. But the, the way we transition uh, from the sepia-toned flashback to the present is he takes Monstrum and he like sends him on his way down the sewer tunnel. So we get to see baby Monstrum walk away from the camera down this dark tunnel. And then a couple seconds pass when it, it goes into the darkness. And then a uh, full-grown Monstrum charges directly the camera through the same darkness in the same shot. So it's like that that isn't the end of his story that's that's exactly what's happening right now <laughs> like monstrum found them and is and is arriving there so it's like oh wow that's kind of cool so it we get to see the transformation in a single shot um in the flashback he had uh he was playing with a little rattle and uh it make it makes a noise and um when he's coming in the old man starts shaking the rattle to get his attention just to see if it'll work and the old man's convinced it's going to work and by golly it works and he ends up subduing this giant fucking monster. And it, I really like this scene. You know, I'm a sucker for animals. So, like, this was where you, he's not a monster in this moment. He's just a big, he's just a big old fluff. He's just a big old animal. And the, I guess the, the plan is, is, I didn't see it stated, but I guess the plan is, we all know, is to lure him back and then get him into this cage and then get out of there, basically. They're going to try to recapture him. Yeah, well, uh, we we get ahead. this moment where uh, with, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it's the dumbest fucking idea because it's t- totally not gonna keep him in. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's a uh, it's kind of neat because he he does like try to lure this monster in, and uh, unfortunately, uh, he tosses the bell aside um, to get Monstrum to like go over to the corner of the cage, and he kind of gives all of our heroes the high sign like. I'm not coming with you guys. Get out upstairs. Leave me behind. I'm gonna seal. I'm gonna seal it in. And I don't know, man. Like Korean steel, like <laughs> this is, ain't like ain't what it's supposed to be. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't hold the thing. But um, Monstrum pulls like what a, a Commodus from Gladiator or a Roy Batty from Blade Runner, where it's like they have that moment where it's like it's like the monster's okay with him. Mm-hmm. And then it's not. <laughs> it's yes. like it's really not. It's like um, almost. He almost. He almost won him over. 
Brad Pitt in the movie California. I don't really like that movie, but he he reminds me so much of like somebody I know very uh, somebody in my family. Basically, he reminds me very much of my brother and I both agree. Like yeah, uh, but he has this moment where uh, I think his girlfriend is uh, man. I can never remember her name. She always plays like white trash. um, Natural Born Killers. What's Juliette Lewis? There we go, Juliette Lewis. She always plays like a white trash character, and she's like a white trash character in this. And uh, she like hits him over the head with a bottle, and he's just like, "Ah, why'd you do that?" And she's like, "You fucking wanted to cheat on me or whatever." And he's just like, "Ah, man." And his face just turns, and it's really fucking creepy. I think he kills her at that point. Spoiler alert. But yeah, uh, I I like those moments in movies where they're okay with you, and now they're not. <laughs> uh, I, I what I didn't understand what happened here. So they closed the gate, but it looks like a bunch of spears tried to hit him. Or I, I didn't understand what happened there. Um, he closes the gate, and the slamming of it knocks some like spears off the wall or off the ceiling oh, or something. Okay. So it wasn't intentional. It just like yeah. fell on top of it and pissed it off. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe if it didn't get poked with those, maybe it would have been okay. I think it would have festered enough. Like it would have tried to get out. It would have gotten angry enough to get through without killing the old man but that is not what happens yeah this is a thing that comes up in a lot of monster movies where it's like it's like you're it was working and then it mm-hmm. wasn't and it's like god damn it. it's like usually it's like like a sound a sonic emitter or some sort and then it malfunctions and then all no! hell breaks it. <laughs> yeah kyle's doing the michael fassbender face <laughs> when uh billy crudup shoots the the white alien the proto morph or whatever mm-hmm. Yeah, that face, <laughs> that grimace, it's visceral. Yes, it is visceral. <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the whole town at this point, while uh, while the old man is being eaten, by the way, um, crunchy, tasty noises, um, the whole town is posted up in front of the palace. And like I said, they brought their pitchforks and torches. And uh, the prime minister arrives and <laughs> he uh, he makes a big speech about how, oh, yeah, we need to all band together and like we're, we'll we'll make it through this. So he's he's putting on a grand show for the public, kind of oh. trying to say, like, I'm the guy you want to trust right now. Tiger boys, give him some of your food. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's totally doing a, a Batman 89 Joker. Hubba, 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 hubba. Money, 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 money. money. Who do you trust? <laughs> like, that's what the subtitles should say. Yeah. <laughs> and where is the Batman? <laughs> you know, that is an underrated Jack Nicholson impression you just did. That was, that was It wasn't over the top. It, that was just, just on the nose. He's at home, washing his tights. <laughs> Um, yeah, so our heroes arrive at the Emperor, at his throne, apparently, and uh, Yun tells him, hey, there's a monster, and he's like, he, he, he acquiesces, he's like, okay, I, I believe you there's a monster, but before he can take action, the fucking Prime Minister shows up and personally shoots the Emperor with a bow and arrow, like, yeah. through, through the shoulder, it's a pretty good shot. See, it threw me off, too, because I thought this was a different guy. I didn't realize this was the prime minister because he looks younger here. Like, not significantly younger. He's more spry here. I think it's it's because we get to see him in three different time periods. And so his beard is of varying length. His uniform is different from from time period to time period. And uh, during the sequence, his hat gets knocked off. So he he looks more animated, I guess, without the hat. 
his demeanor is completely different because in the beginning he's just very he's not moving fast at all he's kind of just looking down you see the flashback he's a little snippy snappy and then we go back to present day again he's just kind of down like head down just kind of talking but when he comes back in here he's he's fucking in it like he's all up as George Costanza would say bebopping and scatting he's bebopping <laughs> and scatting yeah <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. it just reminded me, Jerry Stiller. Oh, Jerry Stiller. Oh, yeah. uh, Fred Willard just just, just passed away it. too. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. is with these yeah. older comedians? Jesus. Yeah, I, I sent my brother uh, about Fred Willard. I, he he has this clip he sends me every once in a while. Fred Willard in a, a Mighty Wind, I think. Mm. And he has <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Hey, what happened? <laughs> Fred Willard and Martin Mull in Fernwood Tonight. I don't know if you've ever seen clips of that. I might have sent you the Tom Waits video where they they interview Tom Waits on there. I'll send it to you. It's one of my favorite one of my favorite Tom Waits moments just ever. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like uh, I like Martin Mull. Martin was like Martin Mull's gonna be next because he's right there with him. Oh man. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed he makes it. Anyway, uh, so. Prime Minister's injured, and uh, Yun tries to fight everyone off. Doesn't quite work out because he's one against many. And uh, the Emperor's aide uh, turns out to be a turncoat. Um, he is a eunuch. We will learn this a little <laughs> bit later. <laughs> um, yeah, he is a turncoat, and he lures all of the other heroes minus Yun into a trap, and they all get captured. Um, oh, that's a straight them... up. That's a straight up Men in Black. He's a Balchinian joke. It totally Man, is. That's, like that's, you're, you're not wrong. It's exactly that. Um, and the the royal guard uh, for the, like the personal guard for the emperor, they're pretty much murdered here. Um, and the prime minister is speechifying and uh, also making a move for that throne. By the way, um, he doesn't sit, but he's he's walking towards it. And uh, meanwhile, the palace is rumbling, and he doesn't seem to give a shit. Um, and just so happens, Monstrum jumps up from directly underneath the throne through the floor, and. Uh, Prime Minister goes flying. He's he's okay. Um, he he has to die in a better way. <laughs> but um, and uh, yeah, Monstrum starts attacking all the Tiger Knights. They're all gathered in the throne room, and uh, Yun kind of whispers to the Emperor, who he's kneeling beside, like, "Hey, stay still." Like his vision, his visual acuity is based on movement. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> like, yeah, he can't see us if we don't move. Um, Long story short, this is a couple minute long action sequence here where Monstrum is just tearing it up in the throne room, murdering all sorts of tiger knights. It's pretty tasty. Um, and then, uh, thankfully, this wasn't actually the case, um, but it appears in this scene, um, also Yun and uh, the Emperor, they escape during all the chaos. Um, it appears that the Tiger King is chomped off screen, mm. off screen. Um, thankfully, that's not exactly the case. Um, but I was, I was like, oh man, when that happened, because <laughs> um, um, I mean, he's the Tiger King. He's got to get it real bad. He can't just get chomped off screen. Um, I don't know if I told you. I might have told you in the last episode. I finally saw Sterling K. Brown die in the Predator. Uh, you told me that I, he just gets shot in the head real quick. Yeah, I split second. Sorry, it just reminded yeah, me. Yeah, he he turns his head and the plasma caster shoots just him shoots because him, yeah. it, it aims where you're looking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know it's apparently that dumb of a weapon <laughs> that you can do that uh, poorly designed <laughs> anyway um, so yeah uh, we escape capture so all of our heroes um, that are being held by the eunuch 
uh, we escape capture by feigning illness. So like uh, Han and Myung, they all like drop to the ground, like itching themselves and claiming that they have the plague. So of course, all the people holding the prisoner are like, "Oh, fucking, don't touch me!" <laughs> um, and they manage to break free. And uh, yeah, you want to walk us through the Balchinian joke here, Kyle? Yeah, they start fighting these dudes, and uh, she goes to kick him in the uh, uh, in the balls, which I thought like she's gonna drop him, and he doesn't move. And uh, I don't know what he said. I don't know what he says to her. What does Han say to her? Or what, is, what does he say? He to doesn't her? have anything down there. <laughs> she ends up just like punching him in the head or something. But yeah, I got, I got a good chuckle out of that because you're not expecting it. It's a good comedic timing because you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> no, it, it's really it's really silly, but it's it's pretty universally just funny. It's, Especially yeah. just the way the guy no sells it. It's just like thump, and he doesn't yeah. even blink. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, cut back to monstrum and this is about the part of the film where i started to like my eyes started to roll back in my head a bit because monstrum is a really cool design but it's like in terms of things that he can do there's only so much he can do before Mm -hmm. he runs out of tricks and this is why you need to be very careful about like be very judicious about how much screen time you devote to your monster Mm -hmm. because it's very easy to overplay something um, even like in a Godzilla movie or something, there exist Godzilla movies where it's like, that's a lot of Godzilla. Like, oh. I didn't need that much. Um, so basically, we just get a several minute sequence where Monstrum is tearing it up. And I think we advance out into the courtyard at this point. And uh, it's kind of funny because the prime minister is trying to get his guys to simultaneously fight the monster and kill the emperor. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, pick one. Yeah, <laughs> like, pick like one. Like just pick one. Like I got problems. I got I got a big plague-ridden monster, and you want me to kill that guy? Okay, pick right. one. Raise your hand. Okay, we're gonna split up into two teams. Half <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are gonna do kill the monster, and then half you're gonna kill the emperor. Who's gonna kill the emperor? You see all the hands. E- shoot every up. hand. <laughs> it's like oh, you know, hunt down the crippled guy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> got him. Yeah. Um. One of the cooler beats in the sequence, though, is that um. I like the way Monstrum moves. Like he, he kind of like hurls himself around, like a like mm-hmm. with very little regard for like self harm and whatnot. So he'll just like slam into rigid objects like pillars and stones, no problem. Um, but there's a pretty cool sequence where they start shooting him with fire arrows. So it's imagine arrows with firecrackers rigged up on them. Yeah, I don't see how that was supposed to do anything. My guys are just shooting sparklers at him <laughs> like this is doing well, nothing. i mean fire arrow may as well be black magic in, yeah. in like the 1500s but it visually it looks pretty cool um because there are a lot of guys posted up on the rooftops um shooting him with arrows and at least one of the cooler parts of this rampage where he actually just like jumps up onto the roof tiles and needs to be said he's so big that everything he touches just crumbles and shatters so we get to see lots of tiles and dust get knocked around <laughs> But yeah, he basically just like knocks everyone off the roof. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. And uh, my note reads here: "Oof, that dude got squished because, like, he just like steps on a dude. And it's like, <laughs> it's like ketchup packet. Like when you <laughs> squeeze it, um, it's pretty great. But um, meanwhile, uh, Yun Steven Seagal's a guy from around a corner. It's pretty, it's pretty tight. It's it's like a very Batman move, although Batman doesn't kill." Basically, some dude rounds a corner and he's kind of like covertly does his neck. Some Batman don't kill. Oh, Ben Affleck is murder Batman. <laughs> like, Michael like, Keaton murders. Oh, he he enjoys it, man. Mm-hmm. When when that strong man from the from the circus 
from the Red Triangle Circus Gang, when he gets blowed the fuck up, he enjoyed that. <laughs> Black knife guy in uh, Batman 89. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't, like, take a moment when uh, when the one Joker goon who stands any chance whatsoever, when the one guy that, like, gives him a three-minute fight when he goes down the bell tower. Mm-hmm. I was surprised he didn't, like, just take a minute to just, like, pat himself on the back and have a big smile. Yeah. <laughs> that, was <a> <laughs> that was a tough one. He had to work for that. Um, but, yeah, uh, at this point, we harpoon Monstrum. So we start, like, putting spears and... and grappling hooks essentially into him with ropes and we try to like fasten him down kind of to all the pillars so we're trying to restrain him and uh our heroes arrive to take the emperor away um so like emperor gets escorted out by his royal guard um so yun and all the heroes they reunite um and this is where the prime minister starts speechifying again while monstrum is restrained he's like yeah uh we should unleash monstrum on the city and uh, then he wants to kill it in public <laughs> um, to, like, make himself the ultimate hero, basically. And it's like, uh, do you even know if you can kill it? <laughs> like, it, it? It's like, currently it's only restrained, and that's with the help of, like, 30 fucking guys. Oh, yeah, we had about 100 guys. They're all dead. So um, I, I don't know about this plan, bud. Um but I think, like, even just based on his appearance at this point in the movie, like, his hat's gone and, like, his hair is kind of messed. He's really sweaty. And like you said, his his body language, he's much more animated now. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they're trying to hint at the fact that, like, he's kind of losing it a bit. Like, he's getting too big for his britches. Like, gotcha. Before, he his plan was pretty solid and it was going pretty well. And then this shit went down and yeah. he's kind of he's losing it. Um. <laughs> Um, but it just so happens that Monstrum, while he's speechifying, breaks free. And uh, some dudes get covered in plague juice. And just just like before, everyone nearby is backs the fuck off. And they're like, don't, don't touch me. <laughs> um, and I did like that the Prime Minister, while he's running away from this, like actually just like slices a couple of his dudes. And it's like, good, you guys can be bait. Yeah, you <laughs> bye. can be bait. <laughs> he's like, bye. Um, and our heroes, uh, meanwhile, have a plan. And that is to lure Monstrum back into back indoors to a more enclosed environment because the courtyard is too open. It, it's too free to move around. Um, so they want to lure it back indoors and then blow it up, basically. Like they know apparently they know where explosive cache is. Um, <laughs> and my note also reads that chick got squished because <laughs> uh, just some random bystander gets squished by the oh. monster. It's a uh, it's pretty grisly. In fact, it's one of the more grisly deaths in the movie. It's just some poor innocent woman. See, I'm I I don't know what happens from here on out. Okay, well, hopefully I can uh, hopefully I have enough steam left in me to narrate the rest of the film. Uh, so yeah, that chick got squished, and uh, so our our crew we uh, we separate. Um, so. Yun is going to focus on luring the monster where they need it. Uh, so he grabs a weapon. He goes after the monster. Uh, Myung goes to help close the gate. And uh, Han and Hot Guy, uh, they head back into the like the arena, like the housing for all the monsters and whatnot. Um, they head back down there where the old man got eaten um, to start placing explosives. So the plan is that Yun is going to bring it down there. Um, so we cut to Myung, and she's uh, trying to get all the villagers to close the gate, uh, which is the opposite of what they're trying to do right now. They're actually trying to enter the palace. And so she actually uh, 
find some of the survivors uh, that were in the woods with her and the rest of them and gets them to rally behind her to help her close the gate and like convince the villagers that's like you don't want to go in there <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not a good it's not a happy place right now um and then we finally get the moment where the prime minister shows up he's trying to exit the palace so he has a wall of humans in front of him trying to push in and uh myung outs him she basically says to ev- the whole crowd of people it's like he's he's been causing all sorts of chaos he does not have your best intentions like in his heart like he's he's not your friend <laughs> um, he's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah he, he is not your friend to please do not vote for him <laughs> um, but um and we finally get the sequence where he gets offed so he actually gets pa- he gets pushed back into the palace uh, so all the villagers they come around and they listen to myung and uh prime minister gets pushed back into the palace and he retreats upstairs uh, so the way this gate is formed is there's like a there's like a balcony area like on the second story equivalent i guess so there's a gate on the ground level where all the villagers are and then there's this overhead area so the prime minister runs up to that overhead area monstrum chases him up the stairs and so he's up there and all the villagers can see the monster so it's confirmed to the populace there is a monster and it's standing opposite one of our biggest politicians. This is weird. <laughs> um, and he gets to he gets to try to do one of those moments where he tries to talk the monster down. And uh, it's probably even better than when the old man was trying to talk him down because the thing is just kind of like stalking him and backing him up. And he his pride is like showing all over at this point where like he actually says to it, "You're an illusion. I made you." <laughs> and sure enough, it. it he he gets burked <laughs> oh like aliens burked <laughs> yeah or it's like he try, or actually maybe this is akin to like ludlow and, and lost world um anyway uh it jumps on him and it eats him and he gets thulsa doomed so like conan the barbarian mm-hmm. so it chomps him and then it, it ascends to the top of the gate and it has its his body in its mouth and it tosses his body out into the crowd <laughs> God, I want to watch that movie so bad. It, it's it's totally a Thulsa Doom, but his head doesn't come off. Mm. Yeah, that's that's some that that's like minus a couple of points right there. <laughs> it's like the lines hurt him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he gets the Thulsa Doom treatment. And uh, meanwhile, though, Yun shoots the shoots the monster in in his one good eye. So, <laughs> so i guess at this point he is effectively totally blind That's not, not just most not just mostly blind totally blind and uh, we actually get on the audio track reiteration of the old man's words that um he doesn't see well but he hunts by sound so young's probably like fuck <laughs> i should have <laughs> shot him in the ear <laughs> um and uh this is where my notes read holy crap tiger king is still alive um, so he did not get chomped. Um, he merely, he got mostly chomped. Uh, and he heads down to the basement to give uh, Han and Hot Guy some trouble. So he's still he's still looking for a fight, even though he's... still he's, bad? Good. Yeah, of course he's still bad. Uh, he's pockmarked at this point, so it makes him super evil, apparently, because he's handling it pretty well. So he's like, uh, oh, Deep Rising. Um, Anthony Heald? no west duty west duty yeah yeah <laughs> don't say i never him, gave you nothing <laughs> yeah gives him a gun to shoot himself when he shoots it oh, i love that <laughs> death that's pretty good what the fuck, what the fuck? 
Um, but yeah, a uh, hot guy tries to fight him, and uh, we get a funny we get a funny gag where uh, Tiger King kicks him, and he goes flying, and he bounces off the wall. And uh, the way he the way he phrases it is he runs at Tiger King, and he's like, "Han, I'll buy you some time." And then he gets kicked, and he bounces off the wall, and like very low on the on the soundtrack, you can hear Han say. Well, that doesn't help at all. Like, that doesn't buy much time. <laughs> like, he is useless in this movie. Yeah, he's just kind of there to be hot, although yeah. he does get a moment here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, give it a sec. <laughs> so uh, both Yun and Myung, uh, they get to the palace, and uh, <laughs> Monstrum, like, makes a dive for them. Like, it makes a fucking full-blown full force dive at them and crashes head first into a pillar and knocks himself stupid. <laughs> uh, he does was it the the Alabama helmet test <laughs> and does not come out on top. Uh, he gets put out for like a couple seconds here. And uh yeah, uh, we keep cutting back and forth between the monster chasing them and uh Tiger King fighting our guys in the basement. And uh what I was alluding to earlier is that Myung runs down to the basement so Yun is left alone with the monster she runs down to the basement she's got her bow and uh tiger king has hot guy like restrained so hot guy is actually holding holding the blade of tiger king's sword uh to prevent it from running into his torso um so he's hurting himself to prevent himself from dying um and tiger king turns him around so that uh hot guy's back is facing Myung. So she's up on the balcony pointing her bow and arrow. Tiger King can see that, so he uses him as a human shield. And then Myung calls out, Hey, hot guy, remember the first time we met? And he's like, I do. So she shoots the arrow, and he does his his turn. Nice. And the arrow goes into Tiger King's throat. Goo, that's a good death. Yeah. It's a pretty good death. And that's it's, a, a, good it's death. a nice little callback. You know, It's like, if you're going to put that in the movie, make it mean something, you know? Braveheart, the guy who tried to to claim prima nocta on the on the bride, the the dude that gets his throat slit after he slit um, his wife's throat, great great movie de- great movie death. <laughs> we need to do another one of those. Yeah, I've got some more. Absolutely. I mean, I I'm pretty sure I wrote down all the other ones we covered, so you can review that. Make sure we're not covering. The same Steph's never again. Steph's never seen Braveheart. Do you think that's worth watching? That's... Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You think she can handle that one? I mean, there's there's layers. There's always layers to it. Always have. Oh, I love you. Always have. <laughs> I mean, just for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll get you some brownie points. There's some romance and there's some stuff. I mean, yeah, there's some and, death. And, I mean, just the performance of Longshanks. He's great. Yeah. He's great. He's great. He is a good bad guy. He doesn't even kill, like, he doesn't even move. He just talks in that movie, and he's great. Well, I love that even when he's ill, he is still mean. Mm-hmm. He is still mean. <laughs> That's an excellent performance all around. That guy's um, got to be dead, right? Oh, I'm sure. But he Go ahead. He, he did some work. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Yun uh, is fighting the monster, and uh, he dives into the basement, Um and he calls for his friends to light the fuse because there's a big pile of explosives in the corner. And we get this like big CGI spectacle shot where he jumps down to the basement from the throne room and he grabs, he does like the white guy on the rope thing, like <laughs> swashbuckling type <laughs> shit. Uh, the monster barely misses him. And uh, 
As it so happens, though, Monstrum goes tumbling around down there in the basement and puts out the fuse. So, womp womp. Um, and then th this is where my notes read, uh, Dad gives Han the uh, AJ slash Armageddon treatment. So, you remember mm. the very end of yes, Armageddon yes, yes, yes. when Bruce mm. Willis makes Ben Affleck you know, yeah. leave, <laughs> get on the yes. ship or whatever? It's very similar to that, where Yun is like, I'm staying, you have to go. So they get a, uh, he like locks the door behind them. Um, and so it's just him and the monster down there. Uh, he takes some bumps and bruises, and including one that's like, that would break your spine. But okay, he's he's Korean Superman, it's okay. Um, and then uh, Yun posts up on the pile of explosives, and uh, he holds a torch up in front of it, and Monstrum pounces on him just as he drops the torch. Nice. Um, cut to explosion, and sure enough, this is a Korean blockbuster. Everyone's got to cry. Mm. Everyone's got to cry. So so Han, hot guy, Myung, everybody's crying. Um, and yeah, it is now morning. It's raining because everybody's crying. You know, it makes it look better. And uh, we get like a camera like slides over Monstrum in like a pile of rubble. And we get to see him like give his last breath. Um, and yeah, we get like a slow motion montage of everyone and like the sounds dropped out. It's just soundtrack here. And um, even the camera work is like verite. So it's very handheld and we get to see like Myung distraught doing like the snotty faced cry. Like she's, she's fast bendering this shit. Like mm. Korean actors, they go hard when they're asked to cry, man. Um, so everybody's crying. They're like digging around the basement. Um, and then a whole bunch of villagers also pile in and there's rubble everywhere. And uh, Myung finds a rope in the rubble when she follows it under some shit, and she finds her dad's hand. And uh, everybody helps dig him out, and he is alive. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> um, and yeah, everybody shares a smile. Like, all of our heroes are reunited, and uh, we all share a smile. We're all arm in arm, united. And uh, we get our, we get like a, uh, I don't know how you'd call this book. It's like a bookend where it's like it's a shot of a hand writing in a journal with mm. titles over it. It says, uh, like, in light of the Monstrum situation, uh, King Jung Jong uh, moved to a different residence for a few years. And then cut to a bright sunny day, and uh, all four of our heroes are together um, in this really lovely, like, man-made garden landscape. It's probably historically significant. This looks like a tourist attraction. Mm. It's really cool looking. Um, but everybody's like dressed to the nines like she and and hot guy are an item apparently obviously and, uh, yeah <laughs> and uh yun and han are like in their their court outfits and stuff so they're apparently back back where they were no longer just like starving farmers like hunting rabbits and whatnot and uh <laughs> we get a funny moment where uh yun and han are walking away from the camera saying their goodbyes and whatnot and then cut to black, and we hear Han's voice over the over the score. Uh, say seriously though, how did you survive the explosion? <laughs> um, immediately cut to a playback of the scene, like the the finale, and uh, we get to see Yun this time uh, go through the same motions he went for went through before. Uh, this time we get to see him notice a pulley of some sort, so the rope that he was holding, and uh, he goes for the torch again he lays down on the explosives and i guess what he did was like he somehow snapped the the pulley cable in such a way that when he dropped the tor the torch uh the pulley yanked him up to the ceiling so monstrum missed him when it pounced 
and fell on top of the explosives and he got yanked up to the ceiling and dropped into the one one of the cages and then the explosives went off and he got buried and not blowed the fuck up nice and yeah closing line of the movie is from again from han on on black saying uh, see i told you we wouldn't die so easily snap the credits <laughs> Um, and yeah, that was Monstrum. Great way to end it. Yeah, it's it's not a bad way to end it. It's, I th- I think it, I think it earns a couple of bonus points for actually acknowledging the absurdity of its ending. <laughs> it's mm. like it's like whoa 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 whoa. If he's gonna live, I need I need some more information. <laughs> like because the the visual information I got, he died. <laughs> like, we just need to figure out a way to make these blockbusters like we need the money for a blockbuster but don't expect it to make that kind of money because this was fun and underwater uh was a lot of fun too um but i think the amount of money that they put into it it just was not a good roi and i think that was the case with this one too i looked at like what it grossed i'm like i think they spent more than that on what it actually made um yeah but there's both still pretty fun i wish we could get more movies like this i think you're you're batting a thousand this month for choices like this was a good time yeah no i i enjoyed this enough like again it's like it's a lot of it has to do with expectations where it's like i i saw a movie advertised with the title monstrum and i saw a two-second clip of a cgi creature pouncing on someone i got that (laughs) and it was mostly fun but yeah, um, this is a good time. Uh, it's not like we said before; like it's not so much a monster movie. It's like sixty, seventy thirty maybe. Thirty uh, percent monster movie, seventy percent um, kind of political. But then again, you said that there's um, like some cultural undertones here that uh, are a little bit more significant um, that we, I guess, don't really resonate with us as well. Um, but yeah, still fun. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it, it's a good time, and it's, it's. I I appreciate that it it has more to offer than just a, a monster running around the woods or something. Setups and payoffs. I do appreciate how there's a lot of setup, like things I didn't understand, and almost every single one of them, except for the belly thing, all of them come back. Like they, all of them are explained at the end. Which yeah, which is I mean, really that, that's a sign of somebody paying attention to their script. Um, which you know that if you have a decent script and you pay attention to it then you're going to have a decent movie mm-hmm. um yeah I, I maybe could have appreciated like just a bit more gore i guess mm-hmm. i'm with you because yeah. this, this is a very violent movie especially the depictions of the infections and whatnot it's pretty grisly yeah um, on on par with flu in terms of like how graphic it is with like the boils and like the fluids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. but when what i'm talking about specifically is like think uh think anaconda mm-hmm. every single instance in which someone is killed in that movie and there aren't even that many but every single instance in which someone is killed in that movie it's visually distinct mm-hmm. so you have a snake what can it do to people it's like well it can squeeze them and it can swallow them and or somehow catch them jumping out of a waterfall again it's like a magnificent trailer shot that mm-hmm. as a kid for sure that's why i saw that movie but for sure um, and Jennifer Lopez helps too, but mm-hmm. um, but um, I could have used more of that because the way the rampage scenes in this movie are shot, it's just kind of really chaotic and people get flung around. What I what I would have liked to have seen is like some like glory kills in in Doom parlance, like mm-hmm. sequences where that guy got got, <laughs> like 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 Tiger King for instance. Like 
in my mind i was like if he's gonna get eaten by this monster like when it when it cut away from that i was like oh you better not fucking do that so i was really happy that they came back to him and actually gave him a good death but like the prime minister for all the for all the shit heel things he does in this movie he he could have gotten it way worse he gets slapped off of a boat basically (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I just would have liked to see like somebody like get just like torn the fuck up like i'm talking like jurassic world british assistant lady level Mm -hmm. just like mangled like well that was weird (laughs) (laughs) i was like somebody really didn't like that lady (laughs) yeah uh but yeah overall it's it's a fun fun ride i'm 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 glad i watched it like it it's something that had it not come out when it it did on shutter anyway um i probably wouldn't have bothered with it but i'm I'm glad we checked it out because may may is for fucking monsters man it's for monsters (laughs) Um, and speaking of which, Kyle, the ball's to you. And have you thought on that, or are we, we going to keep it a well, surprise? We've, we've been doing blind buys, so it's either between Jeepers Creepers I want to revisit. Uh, I remember really loving that, and I remember part of it was that this was a new movie monster, and it's pretty effective. And I think it's a Stan Winston also. Oh, man, we kind of have to do it now, don't we? I, I want to say it came out of his workshop. I don't know if he himself was still working, but I want to say it was a Stan Winston product. Well, it's it's either that or I'm going to have to go in with another blind buy and just try something that neither one of us have seen. Because, I mean, we've that's what we've done three for three now. I mean, we haven't... <laughs> I almost said we haven't had a bad pick, but that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> it was not great. not a great pick. Yeah. Well, you have all of Shudder at your command as well yes. as many other services, so, like... You know, I, I have a good feeling. Whatever you go with, it's probably going to work out, man. Hopefully. All right. Well, that being said, uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah. <laughs>